Hey everyone, welcome to the completely unnecessary podcast. It's not necessary. We're uh, we're here on Tuesday, April twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two. That's uh, my better half, Ian Ferguson. Hello, I'm here. I'm Pat Contry. That's Patrick. You, you have to yawn when do the intro. You can't yawn right before. Yeah. On the show today, it's a stretch man. We'll, it's we'll, not a yawn. We'll be talking. You didn't yawn. Does a half yawn. We'll be talking about Sonic uh, mm-hmm. Origins. We're talking about uh, Netflix uh, issues. A Final Fantasy VI statue. Uh, WADA Games releasing population reports and more. Um, We did an exclusive creepy uh, podcast at patreon.com slash CU podcast real quick about a cancer, a brain tumor cluster based off people that went to a high school in New Jersey. Really creepy. Check it out. Um, It's our Chiluminati-esque episode because i was on the chiluminati podcast this past weekend with our pal alex jesse cox and, and mike they do a great sort of creepy ish paranormal like just and weird story uh podcast i i bet that was fun oh it's fantastic yeah got, that was probably a really I, good time. i got to ramble about my ghost stories so when they do that it's kind of like i think i think alex was describing it to me like alex is kind of whatever one of them's kind of like pro ghost stories and thinks they're real and the other one is like a skeptic who doesn't believe anything uh Jesse's more the skeptic, Dick, right? Mike is more everything's aliens, um, uh, and, and Alex is more like open to it. I see, and jiving with it, and probably believes in some of it because he's more open to like just he goes with the flow. Yes, as Alex does in general. So you got to hear about all 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 the ghost stories that Ian used to hand wave when I bring him up on the podcast. All those right? there's much more much more receptive audience there that I enjoy. <laughs> so check it out. It's the Chaluminati podcast. Um, it's a bigger podcast than ours, so you, you might be aware of them. But they're 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 good folks there. The first time I ever I ever just, just a little bit bigger. <laughs> it's like double the size. It's the numbers. Say, no, I mean it's huge. It's yeah, massive. <laughs> but I, I heard the numbers. And it's like you know we're, we're not a small podcast ourselves, but it's it's big. And they're, they're and they're doing like live events now where you can come see them live. Yeah, and do it. We we never end up doing our live thing. No, we never end up doing that. That never happened there. What'd you do this weekend, Ian? I did a lot. I had a good weekend. Um, I went and saw everything everywhere all at once. Um, must take was... a lot of time, huh? Must yeah, take a lot of time to do that. <laughs> yeah, good, good one, Pat. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a great movie. Everyone's talking about it. I don't need to say a whole lot more. Um, but it was really, really enjoyable. Uh, tomatoes. Uh, um, all, everyone in the uh, everyone's performance was fantastic. Was the theater somewhat packed? Uh, yeah, it was. It can, was. Can and we it, support non-genre films again? Can we do this? I think we can. So that's kind of that was one of the more interesting things. Uh. Our friend asked us, he was like, hey, you know, I want to go see this movie. Do you guys have any interest in it? I'm like, everyone says it's good. Um, I don't really know anything about it, but yeah, I'll go see it. And uh, just trying to get tickets. And this is like weeks after it started showing around here. Like, okay. Um, I It was, uh, we went to the AMC theater uh, in Mission Valley, and it was pretty much a full showing. Good. Uh, uh, that's good. Yeah. So um, it was really enjoyable. Michelle Yeoh was it was great. Uh, Kehui Kwan was great. Um, he's the guy who 
as a child actor, played Short Round and, uh, and Data. Data. Um, he was really, really good. I, I mean, just I, I would I want to say he was like the best part of the movie, but everyone was so good that I, I can't I can't really pick and choose. So it's an adventure slash comedy. Yes, that's that's great. You don't see those genres. You don't see that happen that much anymore. No, um, with a uh, yeah, with a lot of martial arts. I, I mean, I think when people like I've seen it described as a martial arts movie, and I guess if you wanted to reduce it down to its base, its most basic elements, sure, they throw punches and kicks every now and then. Yeah, but like it's not really. it, it's not really. Yeah, but I mean, there's definitely action. Is it's, it is it more the tone of like the old, the mummy movies from like the late nineties? No, it has. It, I would not say it has anything similar to that. I said tone. Like just a tone, like uh, a little goofy over the top, but there's it's, yeah, it's definitely goofy. Okay, it's definitely goofy. Yeah, it's mean. definitely over top. I'm not saying there's there's monsters in this. I'm no. saying, I'm <laughs> saying the tone, how um, it feels. But sure. Uh, and then I went and saw Mogwai, uh, a rock band. Speaking on, of '80s, on Sunday night, uh, that was really good. Um, I've seen them like five or six times now, uh, and every time I forget earplugs, and every time I regret forgetting earplugs, because they are a very, very loud band. Once I started, I mean, I, I didn't go, I never went to a lot of concerts, but I went to, like, clubs that were very loud. Yeah. Once I hit 25, 26, earplugs started to come out. I don't care if people said something about me, because I, I have hearing loss from that. I have tinnitus. Uh, not a high grade, but I have tinnitus from going to, like, clubs and mm. loud places. It's a thing. So Vani always wears them because she has like real sensitive hearing. Yeah, but so I. I, I usually I'm usually fine and I usually don't like stand right by speakers or anything. Mm-hmm. But Mogwai plays really, really fucking loud. So uh, I it was I was lucky. Um, I went up to use the restroom and there was a bathroom attendant there and uh, the bathroom attendant had a big jug of earplugs and I was like Thank five dollar tip I'm taking these earplugs five dollar tip that's a big tip for earplugs Ian. good yeah, for you if you take that stuff you tip you tip heavy I mean I mean you can buy a pack of earplugs you know yeah luck, but, but they're saving my day like I know right you felt there. like you felt like yeah. oh okay the guy was probably like, oh take some gum too <laughs> he's probably like, take some five dollar tip um, so uh, let me say this about about the over loudness of things because Frank brought this up too. He went to a Cranberries concert mm-hmm. probably before the guy died in the 90s over here. He said it was so loud you could not even hear like the, what they were playing. And it was like that extreme loudness. Wow. Like why do you – like there's acceptable levels of loudness, but like I think you get to a point where it becomes just just garbage noise if it's too loud. Like what the hell are we doing here? Sure. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like you have to have it where you can't hear the person next to you. Is Like you're at a concert. Is that like the level that you want to be at? No, no. Um, so. In my way, it's different. I mean, it's instrumental rock, and it's a lot of it's about the buildup. So the swelling of the sound is like, I mean, that's part of it. You, they go from very, very, very quiet moments okay. where, you know, you could hear a pin drop in the audience, and then they, you know, it brings up to really loud. But they, they, they will tell you, if you come to our shows, you should probably wear earplugs because we're going to err on the side of loud. Okay, well, that's, that's nice of them to at least do that. Yeah. And then lastly, have you, I, have you ever lost your hearing before? For a time, I had. Yes, I did. You uh, know how awful that is to feel like your hearings are going to come back? Like oh, yeah. It's all muffled the next day and a half. You can't hear anything? Oh, it was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. You don't know if it's just permanent? Yeah. Like, you don't know. Nope. That was terrifying. That happened Probably to me a couple me. times. That happened to me. Yeah. Uh, the one time I really remember it, it was in high school. And I think it was after a tool show, maybe. It was one of those shows where it was like it was a festival. T- it wasn't like a. Mm-hmm. It wasn't outdoors, but it was one of those indoor concerts where there was multiple acts. Like there was like six sure. or seven bands. Can't remember exactly who was there, but I remember seeing Tool, and um, yeah, the next day, like my left ear was just fucking shot, and I oh, was just like, the left? Uh, "What's going?" Yeah, like I could hear out of my right, but my that's wow. what scared me. My it's left ear was just like, Bleh. and then uh, the next day it came back, and I was like, 
Yeah, <laughs> but but it never ever comes back one hundred percent. It's hearing sure. loss. Right. So for me, for me, the worst time it happens that I remember being concerned was I went to a New Year's thing where you pay like whatever seventy bucks, you get food and you get like open bar, and the bass was so fucking. I remember, mm. I remember you had to like scream to hear the person next to you. I woke up the next morning and I couldn't hear. It was like. Right, and I was like, "This, this is not good. Nope, this is not fucking good." At that point, over, I was like, "I got to do earplugs." Yeah, that never. I there's probably been times that we've gone to things where it was probably subtle, but sure. like something that we wake up and right. I was like, "What the fuck?" So I think I'm gonna yeah. look into like a nice pair of like concert going earplugs. They make earplugs that. You know, I mean, the little ones will be fine. That'll help drown out most of it. The ones you wear in there, an airplane. There are ones yeah. that spe- that specifically try to like mute out certain registers. Oh, okay. So you you be you, you, he- you it's a little bit clearer without st- without being over overbearing. Yeah, um, I used to wear them on uh, flights. Um, I don't wear as much anymore. I actually, no, I wear I wear this the sound muffling headphones with the button on them. You know, mm-hmm. I wear that on planes. Yeah, so that's it, a, it brings it down to like a low roar. The noise canceling. Yeah, the noise canceling. Those are. Brilliant noise canceling headphones are fantastic uh, for that. I got to bring up real quick. Uh, last thing I did this weekend was I read a fantastic book. Um, Vani got it for me. It's called Pinball: A Graphic History of the Silver Ball by John Chad. It's uh, a concise, very nice looking, uh, slim volume about this big. Um, that is a graphic novel history of pinball. Starts with Roger Sharp um, in the courtroom, uh, tells the history of pinball, um, talks about you know the who in the courtroom? Uh, Roger Sharp. I've told I've, this, the famous story where he plays pinball and hits the shot to show the people in the courtroom. That oh, it's I didn't know the guy's skill. name to yeah. show that it's not gambling. It, it, right? Um, Was it the thirties? No, it's 1976. Oh, okay. It's beautifully drawn. Uh, The thing I love about it, though, is it's it didn't teach me a whole lot new, but it was a very entertaining read. What I love about it, it is it is the book I will now give to people when they want to understand why I love pinball. The language he uses to describe playing pinball like is 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 perfect it, it nails everything i feel about it so it's a nice history it's like it's like a primer it's not like going over every single table ever like that other book that the, no no uh, no this gotcha. goes over the the original bagatelle era it goes over ems you know it talks about solid state dmds it talks about the modern pinball there's a little bit history on how um pinball uh 2000 came about um but yeah i, I didn't learn a whole lot new but it was um i, I think a lot of people would so, yeah, no, it, it's great. And like I said, the language he uses to talk about playing pinball, it's obvious that he loves pinball. And uh, I mean, I could recommend this to anyone. I mean, absolutely anyone. And it's a quick read. Okay. All right. Uh, Sonic Origins. Yeah. Was announced. In- <laughs> yeah. Well, it was announced a while back. Right. It was announced a while back, and I'm, so. I'm, I was pretty excited about it. Um, it's going to be a new collection, basically. Uh, another collection of Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles, which hasn't been officially available, I think, uh, like in a digital format since 2011 or 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and you dang things. And uh, Sonic CD. Um, so the price was announced at $39.99, and that definitely upset some people. I personally am not that bothered by it. Um, they are remakes. They're not just straight ports. They're not emulation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're uh, complete and total rebuilds of the game, um, of the games. What people did 
have a problem with, and I, I definitely had a problem with, and this I did have a problem with, was the um, way that they decided to pitch it to us. So we've made fun of things like this on the podcast before, where people like EA, when they announced Anthem was the popular one, and there was this fucking chart like this big with check marks all over it about when you could play it and it's what like various editions got you. rows, seven columns. You're like, what am I tr- looking at here? Right. You can get the, the EA subscription and play this part of the game, or you can pre-order and get this part of the It's like, what am I looking at? So Sonic Origins decided that that was going to be the best way to, like, sell the game to us and they have their own chart which i thought was linked and it's it's not it's missing um it's it's down in the tweet it's in the tweet celebrate the games that started all then someone said meanwhile that's our our pal shane tweeted the chart it looks like um i can't it's kind of small i can't yeah there it it. is so they there's a standard Uh, edition the start dash pack a premium fun pack and a classic music pack so what they did is they put the standard edition the digital deluxe edition on the same thing and then they put all these other versions on there that are dlc that make it look like it's enough so okay it's basically for 39.99 you get the basic game which is what the three the four or five games yes okay i think for 44.99 you get the digital deluxe edition and the Digital Deluxe Edition you includes get, some of these packs. You get hard missions. What's hard mission? It's just a harder level. I would assume harder games character, are or, or missions. Character, character animation in the, the main, main menu? menu? Yeah. Camera controls over the main menu island. What? Character animations during music islands, whatever that means. And additional music tracks from the Mega Drive Genesis titles. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. They're expecting people to pay more money just to get a fucking animation Nation. in the main menu? Yes. For $5. What uh, the hell? And then there's a start dash pack that you get if you pre-order. Because, you know, pre-ordering digital things makes sense. You get 100 bonus coins. Nowhere has it ever explained what 100 bonus coins are. Mirror oh, mode unlocked. I'm guessing running the course backwards. backwards. Okay. And then letterbox backgrounds. So you, if you... But, pre- that's not a, but that's not in the digital deluxe. Just the start dash pack. If you pre-order the digital deluxe oh. edition, you get everything. So it's two versions. But that's not on the ring chart. To get to get the mirror mode, it's not on there, right? If you pre-order the digital deluxe edition, you get everything because the start dash pack, the three things that are missing, oh, the start are, dash pack are, are free DLC if you pre-order. Okay, so the start dash pack is part of the standard and the digital. No, the start dash pack is what you get. It says it right here with pre- with pre-order. pre-order of standard yeah, or digital. It, you have to yes. pre-order it. Yes, that's okay. what I just said. It's, so, so this is why it's problem. I'm mad because now we're arguing about this. I can't understand it. So the Star Dash Pack, you get bonus coins, mirror mode, and letterbox. If you, that's part of the pre-order for the standard or the digital. Right. Got it. Okay. So in theory, you get every, the, only way, the only way you get everything is you got to pre-order the digital deluxe. Right. If not, you don't get the bonus coins, whatever the fuck those are, uh, mirror mode, and you'll never get the letterbox uh, background. I'm sure that the Star Dash Pack will probably be made available for purchase. What's the letterbox point? background? So I believe it's you can choose to play the games in widescreen or the traditional four one, uh, four three, four three, yeah. Four, so three. you're saying unless I pre-order no. this, there'll be no letterbox? No. What I believe it's a background that they put in there. If you if you go into four three mode, oh, they'll put it's a, it's a oh background. My God. Yes, you're I pre-ordering an image, to get, static background to get, the, image. to get the side images to fill the screen. It's a oh, special Sega. one. Sega, you never let me down, Sega. Remember, Sega's not your friend out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, neither is Nintendo. But the point is, is like, oh, you like Sonic? Sega, are, they are money grubbers. Oh, my God. 
All right. Um, so, I mean, that's all the uh, that's all standard stuff that is. I mean, that uh, every company uh, does that. But but this is nuts. It's it's uh, it's it's the way they separated it out. I'm sorry, Ying, ha- having me force me to pre order to get some of this shit, and then. Uh, having the deluxe to get character animation in the main menu. I, I'm saying it's that, bad. What I'm saying is, is this is not a Sega problem. This is uh, everyone, Patrick. Uh, uh, you sh- just like the shit on Sega. Show me, Every opportunity show me, you can. Uh, show me a Nintendo game where you pay extra for a character animation in a main menu. I'll, I'll show you paying extra for colors for Yoshis and Shy Guys. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? As part of DLC for <laughs> Mario Kart? Yeah. Mario Kart. But you get uh, tracks. Oh, but you have to pre-order it to get the. You had to pre-order it to get the colors. Okay, Ian. <laughs> you you literally do shit on Sega any opportunity you have. Um, uh, is that a main menu item? Yes. Yes. What's a main menu? Item? It says I said a character animation in a main menu. Oh, not, I not, mean it's bad. That's not a gameplay element. No, it's not. That's literally you fire I, I'm up. I'm just saying. You fire all up. I'm saying is that your 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 favorite company is not innocent, Patrick. <laughs> Show me a Nintendo okay. game where you paid extra money for something that literally is only on the main menu of the game. Where like I fire it well, up. What you're probably paying start. attention, uh, probably buying is the hard modes. I think that's probably what you're really buying. So, but they're gonna throw that in for extra. Yeah, everything else is just camera extra controls shit. in the main menu. You, you. I'm okay. not saying it's good. I'm saying that's ridiculous. Sega's not the only one. The point is that should not be part of that. They they should give that to everything. That's a game element yes. that should not be sequestered. It's ridiculous. Okay, it's absurd. I'm not arguing the absurdity. I'm arguing your notion that Sega is the only company to do this. A main menu thing, Ian. Pat. That's nuts. Okay. Okay. Um, it's cosmetic. Cosmetic shit is always charged for. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying that's okay. Where let's these, move on. These characters get that's where companies get their money. Um, and then the music pack you could buy dumb. by itself, or you get it during the pre-order of the deluxe. And that I want to know. Um, I, I feel like that's weird. I, I want to know what songs they are. I want to know what they're changing in the original games. And my guess would be if it's Sonic, if it's Sonic Three and Knuckles, my guess is that they changed some of the music that was associated with Michael Jackson. And you probably have yes. to buy that back. Uh, that's the only. Now, did to buy it back of. because of licensing or the fact that they're just doing it to get more money out of it? That's you? what I want to know. That's that's bad. Then my, it, my, it, my guess uh, is it's because of licensing. Passing that charge on to us, I don't. I don't but, see that as being good. But he was what he was hired to help do the music, so that Sega I, owns that music then. No, I, well, one of the main reasons that people think, and you can look into it, We've talk, I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on here before, one of the main reasons that Sonic 3 and Knuckles hasn't been made available in recent collections is because of the arguing be- of... Is, oh, they're saying they want to cut it. because of the okay. weird music shit that, that went on with it. Okay. So my guess is, yes, they're trying to charge us for the original music. Um... Yeah, that that's for guess. Sonic 3. Sonic 3 and Knuckles. He I provided Knuckles. Un- uncredited music. Um... Probably compose. Probably. Okay, so it's not official, but they're saying, okay, they want to cut, maybe. And then um, there was another song. The Ice Cap Zone song is uh, a Jetsons song. So, yeah, there is weird music stuff going on there. Okay, so this is weird, but all right. Not the worst part, though. Oh, not the worst. Here no, we go. the worst part for me is the fact that Sega is delisting, delisting uh, pretty much every other version <sighs> of Sonic 1, 2, 3, and CD that they've put the out The racists. There. Whoops, wrong, wrong one. Sorry about that. <laughs> this one. Uh, so, yeah, that is bad. 
Uh, the ones that they are keeping, we'll start with that first. Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2 will remain available via the Sega Ages collection on Nintendo Switch, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will still be playable via Sega Genesis on Nintendo Switch Online. Okay. They're getting rid of everything else. They don't want you to no longer buy them individually. Um, okay. Well, it's, it's, it's not even so much that. I'm assuming they're probably going to get rid of any prior sets. Um, well, I can't these, get- are like, these are the new versions. These, these versions are essentially, they're doing the George Lucas. Yes. This is, this these is, are the Star Wars special I, editions. I, no, but no, this is, this is beyond that. This is now the, the Blu-ray version that does more changes on top of the special. Sure. Because I can't, one of the things we talk about these, I can't keep track of these re-releases anymore. I just can't. Oh, it's tough. The number of times they re-release this stuff, it's like every year and a half, two years, there's like something new to track. Well, and there's yeah. usually like a new Sonic uh, like game collections, like the Sonic Genesis collection on the PS3. There was one for the Switch. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough to keep track of them. So that's so that's problematic, but not, I guess, unexpected that they want to pump their the money to the new venture and, and force well, you to and force you to buy all 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 the games at once. The, the bigger uh, problem with is the premium, the previous. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. The previous versions were not only they were cheaper, but but they were the original versions. Um, by getting rid of these, people are no longer going to. If you have a, obviously you can emulate or the, you can access a Genesis, but on the download stores, these will be the only versions. So, like I said, they're trying to kind of <sighs> push these remastered versions as the original. And um, yeah, I don't know. And what's like. this going to cost? Forty. Is forty now the, the new price for everything? For I guess for some the news. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, I would say forty is probably the price. Uh, I think that's that's higher than I expected. I'm still okay with it because I really want to play Sonic Three and Knuckles Remastered, but um, I would have expected this to be thirty bucks. Honestly. Island camera, Jesus! I don't even know what the hell that means. That means that when you're in the menu, you, you, can, you can control can, like, the flyover. Yeah, yes. you can, yeah. They, they have that bullshit. in their promo video as like as, as something that to get in on the pre-order. It's literally like a bullet point. Uh, character animations, uh, island camera, letterbox backgrounds, additional music tracks, and bonus hard missions. Because Sonic's birthday, oh, Sonic's birthday is June twenty third. Is that is that something they made up? Just like this, just June twenty third. That's not when the game came out. I thought so. Spring. I thought it came out originally in ninety one. Yeah, I don't know. Did it decide to be June twenty third? So I feel uh, like I feel like if Sega had just tried to sell this as a standard edition and a deluxe edition with hard modes and extra goodies, it probably would have gone over better. Oh, June was the release date. I thought it was a spring for some reason. Oh, it's close. Well, it's two days off, but yeah, <laughs> really yeah, yeah. If they, if that, I think once you get by, to like by, f- by, five different offerings with different things, uh, my mind, your mind shuts off. Like by it, breaking down all of this shit, you 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 well, lay bare the you lay bare the the absolute lunacy of DLC packages and pre order bonuses. Well, it's also and it yes. looks awful. I, Pick I am, the one nugget. Pick the one thing that's good that that's got meat. Like I said, the hard modes, and focus on that because no one's going to focus on that. They're all going to focus at and rightly laugh at things like character animation during music islands. I, yeah, I think my I think my issue is the fact that you, like regular and bo- regular and premium premium. That's obviously that's what everyone Digital does. Deluxe. It's it's that coupled with the pre order get in early. That's what bothers me. Yeah, yeah, just it's, just it's have gross. a regular. Regular and premium. Yeah. That's it. That's all you should have. Right. Don't, Regular and premium. It, it, that's it. Trying to make two. people pre-order digital things is, is miserable. Just two things. Okay. We, offered, we two. spent a long time on, on, on Sonic. We almost came to blows on there. Okay. Uh, Netflix, Ian. Um, Netflix 
is uh, why is this here variety? Oh, the variety thing goes into it. So Netflix is is, is poised to uh, poised to lose uh, lots of subscribers. It seems like uh, they're they're set to lose two million. They said this this quarter, uh, the million. second quarter. They lost two hundred thousand. I think they the, said two hundred thousand first quarter. Two million in the second quarter, which would be April, May, and June. Sonic's birthday. Um, their stocks tumbling right now, and obviously it's not shocking because uh, we're like now eleven years into netflix streaming 11 or uh, when when did house of cards came out and because that's like basically what set it off um that's about 2010 so we're like a good half a generation into now streaming right and in the past three four years um you've had obviously tons of new ones but obviously the big ones would be disney plus uh, that's that's a huge one at hbo max those are probably the two biggest ones that have come around the past few years house of cards was 2013 wow Okay, so I think that it started 2012. I think it was Orange is the New Black and the House of Cards was like running. Okay, together. yeah, Orange is the New Black. So we're talking like 10 years of Netflix streaming being like a, a thing that people knew about. Because that's how I discovered, oh, uh, House of Cards looks good. I'm going to get Netflix streaming. And that's how a lot of people transition from DVD. So we're 10 years in, lots more competition. We're now, there's now too many because you have the CBS uh, thing, you have Paramount Plus, you got um, every channel, MB- Peacock, which is the worst name ever. You have all these different ones for every channel, and it's just too much. So there's going to be, there's going to be casualties in the streaming war. Obviously, Quibi try to do their own thing and, and failed horribly and lost billions of dollars so i hate peacock tubi is the one that i hate i hate the name Tubi. i thought tubi is like a repository they don't they have their own their own content oh i don't know maybe, maybe it's just a and repository. i always forget the that, name is awful and i always forget about apple tv i always forget about that being a streaming service because it seems like that's like not really advertised that much but then you realize oh there's like all these great movies that should have come out in theaters is that tom hanks world war ii uh movie that i don't know about you know like there's all these things that happen so you have all these choices um, and now Netflix, uh, obviously Netflix was the big one, but they're now getting eaten by a lot of other ones like, like Disney plus, and you can get the Disney Hulu plus and ESPN plus bundle for like 13 a month. So you get like three streaming services for like $4 each a month or something. Yeah. So there's a lot of competition now, but on top of that though, people have been upset. Uh, Ian's going to bring up an example. I'll bring up an example of Netflix having all these shows that people want and then pulling the rug out from under like a fucking NFT rug, pulling all these shows that we want to watch. And so I don't watch Netflix that much anymore. I watch it for crime documentaries and like one-off things. I don't watch it for the Rocks movies or the Ryan Reynolds movies or the big stuff like that. I want to see interesting shows. I haven't binged a Netflix show um, since I, I discovered Mindhunters. I told everyone about this show like over a year ago. I'm like, there's a show about the formation of the FBI tracking serial killers. This is fucking interesting. I didn't know this existed. I want to watch this show. And they canceled it after the second season. And they didn't bring it back. And it's, and it's like critically acclaimed. And it's like, we'll just have it, let, let it flounder and die. Like that. And people like me, um, I'm in a position, unfortunately, uh, where like I don't have to watch my streaming service cost each month. But if I didn't, Netflix would have been gone by now. It would have been gone. I don't watch it. Yeah. It's so I, the problem with Netflix doing the, 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 the rug pull on all these fucking shows too is I don't watch TV immediately generally i usually wait for a show to by the time i get to a tv show it's usually after the fact you know, okay after it's had its run um so Ian, can you try putting your cord back in on the mic you're sounding a little low right there to make sure it's in there okay yeah okay okay that might be it um completely lost my train of thought oh uh 
so when these shows don't get finished, I don't go, I don't watch them at all. So like all this work that people put into it, I wonder what, how much that is, how much that's the case for other people like glow. I heard glow was great. I will never go back and watch glow at this point because I know it doesn't have an ending an ending. I had a few seasons at least, right? Yeah, it did, but it doesn't have an ending. Um, and then, uh, the bone. One I was going to say they're at the point now where they're not even letting things get a season. They're announcing things like uh-huh. Jeff Smith's bone, and uh, they announced that in 2019, and they just canceled it. Yeah, and so- I mean that's something that I think people have been. I, I, I'm not saying bone's a massive property, but people who are into indie comics know. I've heard of Bone. Yeah, I've seen Bone. Like I know the little guy. Yeah, yeah they they know what Bone is, and yeah. that's I I think a you know an animated version of that is something that a lot of people have been looking forward to for a long time. Didn't think was ever going to happen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's even like started and stopped a few times, or there's been rumors about it, but nothing's ever come to fruition. And we are finally going to get it, and boom, nothing. So I they they they're really good at deflating any excitement that they generate. Because even if a show has a great first season, no one anymore feels comfortable uh, in it getting a second or, or or completing. Sure, or being completed. No, it's it, it's it's bad. So I'm not I'm not surprised by that. And so more things will be canceled. They're going to reshuffle things, obviously. But um, but now that the, the the game initiative is getting, uh, I guess, a second win. They're going to have fifty games. Uh, these are mobile games, remember. 50 games will be available by the end of this year on top of the 18 that are currently there that I have no desire to play or look at to see what's even there. Like, I I forgot about this. I forgot that they have games going on. Like, they're trying to do something that is not... Like, Netflix is like, watch us. This is entertainment. You binge watch things, and now we're going to try to sell you games. It's not. It has nothing to do with their branding or their mission. It's weird. Yeah, no, it's very strange. Like, like why don't you... Instead of focusing on the games, I know games cost a lot less to produce than, than, than shows, but like that's just a waste of time to me. Like I don't I love to see the numbers of how many people are actually playing these games. I'd love to see. Right. Because I didn't even know that they had them available now. I mean, I know we've talked about it, but um yeah, just looking at it now, it, they have eighteen it's it's all mobile games. Um so there's one game ex- uh exploding kittens card game. That's going to be released. The game will release. I'll say it'll be released in May ahead of the animated series based on the IP. So the, the, you're definitely going to see that. So I, ha- I, I hate to say it. That's going to be their approach. Oh, we got a game coming out. So we're going to make sure that the show gets watched. I'm just, I'm just, Maybe I don't know. It, it's, it's like Netflix was like the more mature at some point. It was like, like the mature sort of like, uh, like other entertainment option for like semi older people. I think it's, it was when it first got announced. It was. Um, 10 years ago. Come on, Ian. House of Cards, that's not for kids or teenagers. That's for sure, adults. Sure, I'm just saying. They've that's... always had cartoons and stuff on there, too. But I think over the years, they've tried to go younger and younger and younger. And now you get to the point where uh, the older people might be, might be, they might be gone. They might be leaving. Like, people like me are, are too are too old, potentially, for Netflix. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it's... Uh, I think the, they, they, they spend a lot of money on stuff that they're not known for. I think I think you can have the old and the young. They've done a bunch of cartoons that were hugely popular. They've done a bunch of adult dramas that were hugely popular. I think those can coexist. I, their problem is they're wasting money on shit that I don't think people want, and I think I don't think anyone really needs Netflix to be a movie house. Well, that, that's that's a problem, too. Those movies cost a ton of money. And, and uh, they don't need to do things like spend $30 million per episode on Stranger Things. When you, to- when you told me that, and I saw the numbers on that, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, 30000000 million? I'm like, obviously, that can't be for the whole season of, like, whatever, eight, ten episodes. But 
when you have when you have a show costing uh, close, like it was two hundred fifty million for this new season, whatever it is, yeah, it's like eight nine episodes. I'm just thinking like that could have been five other smaller series. Yes, like a series like Mine Hunters, it, it looks great, but like that ain't costing ten million an episode. It ain't costing five million an episode to do that show. Right. So what is going on here? Like what? Like just in, just to compare, uh, Mandalorian. A Star Wars show costs fifteen million, so half the cost per episode. Yeah. So, like, how is like what is money being spent on there? Like, what is the bloat happening at Netflix? And yeah. then, of course, they do their big deals at Ryan Reynolds getting all the movies and and The Rock and the Adam Sandler gets right. his eight, well, eight picture and, deal and, and stuff like that. And and, and you, you throw thousands and thousands, you throw shitloads of money at these comedians for fucking awful stand up specials. I don't think it's a perception of maturity. I think it's absolutely they're just they're, they try. Netflix for the longest time early on was the only option yes. and it was always you had Netflix and something else but or Netflix now, and cable but now the something else's have have overtaken yeah. Netflix or they're offering more or they're more they're more um focused on on what they offer whereas sure. Netflix is trying to do a whole bunch of everything it's just bad speaking of bad this final fantasy 6 statue Ian Jesus Christ uh so If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Real quick, we're just we're just railing on everything to, in this intro. Yes, uh, <laughs> there's a Masterline Final Fantasy VI statue coming out. It's going to cost eleven thousand five hundred dollars. Huh? That is way too much for a fucking statue. However, I will point out that uh, some people I think have the size of this thing in their head wrong. This is a one six scale. That does not mean that this whole statue is going to be a foot. That means it's a one six scale. So Terra is going to be one six scale. This is probably going to be a three and a half foot tall statue four foot tall statue still a lot of money to shell out that's still an insane amount of money to shell out and more than these should cost um i mean honestly i would have i would have guessed maybe four thousand five thousand dollars i've seen i've seen oh so, yay big this is going to be about probably about like that okay i guess i've seen Table statues height. i've seen statues this tall though that go for a thousand to five thousand but oh, really? obviously your your detail is going to be different the, type and the detail is like insane in this but twelve thousand dollars is unreal a nice used car yeah that's just it's crazy but people some people will pay for it some people will be like this is too much i mean you really gotta love final fantasy 6 i guess you know it's never too much what is the price is at ultimate nintendo.com that's right ian Uh, you don't uh, there's no pre-order bonuses either like with the sonic thing you you can just order and get rbi baseball stickers enamel pins uh the limited t-shirt we sold a couple of shirts the past week we have one yoshi print left all money goes to Fantastic FX art artist and print and, by Yoshi. It's not a print of not print of Yoshi. It's major combat. Yeah, uh, Yoshi could could grill a mean Korean barbecue as, as well. We hang out with them every once in a while. One one print left, and then obviously the great books here. There'll be a third one at some point in the future. Maybe not this year. We'll talk about that in the future. Pins? Uh, did you talk about pins? I did talk about the pins. You know, ultimate.com. And I'll be on Twitch uh, Wednesday, twitch.tv slash country code, cameo.com slash pat country for all your uh, well-wishing Mother's, mother's Day needs. And then when I'll, is Mother's Day? 
It's like three weeks. The 11th. Okay. It's usually around my birthday. Um, And then Midwest Gaming Classic. I'll be there this weekend in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with my confirmed roommate, Norm, the gaming historian, (laughs) and others there this weekend, Midwest Gaming uh, Classic. Real quick, Tony from Alabama. I brought up last week, um, he wanted me to sign something that was in the back of my trunk since 2018. Uh, Tony got in touch with me. Happened to be at the same exact address, which is funny. Uh, and then I confirmed their identity and then shipped them uh, a signed book as well as got them the stuff back. So everything is cool. Cool with uh, with Tony there. That's good. Uh, that, that's fantastic. And then we got to do a quick shout out to uh, where's my letter? I said letter. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, 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 Brent. Brent-tech.com sent us some goodies. Oh, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh sells analog pocket docks. Uh, Ian got a white one. I got a black one. Um, Protective cases. Protective cases. And sent us uh, goodies from Jersey. All sorts of goodies. Like Seaside Heights uh, saltwater taffy. This is the one you'd buy on the boardwalk. Gonna go home Um, and give me a cavity. uh, Seaside Heights. That's the OG right there. Um, And other goods. And and like good old. uh, You don't know how good Utz chips are if you're not from the East Coast. Utz are fantastic. They're delicious. Utz pretzels and chips. So thank you, thank Brent dash tech.com right there. And also a fan of the Unsolved Mysteries, uh, aren't we all there? Um, what's next on the docket here? Uh, uh, in, a, in a litany of bad decisions that Sony has been making via their Spider-Man properties the past, I don't know, uh, 10 years uh, since the Andrew Garfield movies, it's not bad enough that we had a Morbius movie that uh, was awful and that like, people saw after the, no one saw it after the first weekend. It's not bad enough that they're now in production with the Craven the Hunter movie that no no one will see, and then a Madam Web movie that no one will see on top of that. They are doubling um, and tripling down are, on this shit. They are quadrupling like down <laughs> with El Muerto. El Muerto! Bad Buddy, uh, Popstar? Popstar, yeah. Um, I, I recognize him from uh, Narcos Mexico. As he's a extremely character. popular down here in San Diego. He's always over at the sports arena. Oh, he's always performing yeah, there? Yeah, he's, he's got shows going on. Um, so an El Muerto movie. If you're asking, hey, Pat, I don't know who El Muerto is. Congratulations, nobody does. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, nobody. Because like, when I said I, I hadn't heard of Madame Web, people were like, oh, Pat, well, she was in the animated show in the 90s. Which is fair. And I'm like, okay. okay fair. Was, wasn't really in the comics for decades, but okay. El Muerto, it turns out, was in like two, not two comic books, two issues of a comic book with Spider-Man. Really? That's it? That's it. Wow. This is not a character with any sort of history or like no like storylines that you can know anything about. Wasn't in cartoons that I know of. Um, This is like scraping beyond the barrel, (laughs) like underneath the barrel. For a character, so supposedly uh, Bad Bunny went to Sony and said, "I want to be a superhero. Find me someone." They said, "Oh, we got this. We got this uh, wrestler. We got this luchador wrestler character that you could play. Um, that is loosely associated with Spider-Man. Loosely, like, and we're gonna make an entire fucking movie out of it. Does this person? Does this uh, superhero have a fucking um, Wikipedia? Like, is there even a Wikipedia for this character? I mean, there's got to be. There's a Wikipedia. For uh, there is one. for the DC Comics version of El Muerto. There's an El Muerto in DC Comics oh. on Wikipedia. <laughs> Nothing about Marvel. So isn't that uh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, ask Vani. If I, that's 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 the litany test. Has Vani heard of this character? 
Yeah, I, I will have to ask her. If she, I, uh, I'm sure she's getting questions about it all day today. Th- there is a Marvel.com page for the character. Um, hazel eyes and, and black hair. And then um, the, there's like one picture, which is the one picture you can find of him putting Spider-Man in, in a chin lock yep. in the wrestling ring. And then um, there is... I can't even find like what issue the first appearance was. This is, looks like it looks like a comic from the past ten years or so, maybe twelve years, and it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Like like the biography is probably like that's the issue the character was in, or like two part. Yeah, like that, and, he's, and he's from two thousand and six. So they had to find a character um, that was Hispanic for Bad Bunny from two thousand six, and said, "Okay, we're going to run with this character." <laughs> And do a full motion picture. We're gonna do and we're gonna make an entire motion picture out of this. This is a wrestler. It's a wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This character. Uh, El Muerto uh, traveled to New York City to, and approached J. Jonah Jameson and set up a charity event, a wrestling match in which El Muerto would fight Spider Man. Jonah organized the match, hoping that El Muerto would defeat and unmask Spider Man. They both attended the match. Spider Man was confident he could easily defeat El Muerto. The tie turned. El Muerto nearly unmasked Spider Man. Uh, reflexively, Spider-Man stabbed Immortal with his stingers, injecting him with a paralyzing poison. Um, and then in the hospital, um, uh, El Dorado, which was like a, a demon granting the powers, helped them out. That's 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 the arc. That's that's the whole character. So that's, that's it. That's the movie we're getting. I, I don't know. If, if, God, if this happens, <laughs> Kevin Feige's going to like just storm Sony and be like, "What? you cannot use Spider-Man for this movie. You cannot. You cannot. I I. I refuse, I to, refuse let you. to let this. This is beyond. It's ridiculous. Uh, news came out about uh, Joy-Con uh, drift issues from the repair center, how they were overwhelmed real quick. Um, it's interesting because you, you take for granted, like, who's actually doing this work when Nintendo says, oh, we're going to recall and give free fixes for all these Joy-Cons. It's right. not like they're setting up shop in, like, Nintendo basement with Reggie there. <laughs> right. You're fiddling with these things. It was, if Reggie was still there. Uh, we're talking like they have to outsource this work. Like they have to outsource it, and it sounds like there was high uh, turnover, tons of volume. It was a mess. A lack of senior expertise led to frequent mistakes. They say um, there was uh, employee retention issues. Yeah, it seems like it would have been a mess. And with how how prevalent of an issue it was, I'm sure they were overwhelmed, especially oh, around the holidays. They probably got t- the tens of thousands. Maybe you think they might have got in at certain times. Like we're just talking like a whole room full of them, and, and sending back the wrong. Uh, items to people like there was one where they sent back the wrong switch and everything was wiped all the people uh, the person's digital stuff so it wasn't their switch anymore oh was, yeah it was like long like this is from uh Vani uh, put little stickers so she had stickers on she her? had two with drift problems uh-huh. and then um one of her friends had two with drift problems so they sent them all in and Vani put little stickers on the cases to see if they actually came back that's and smart they did. They or did. property yeah. of Vani. right um this is a kotaku article from cc jiang uh, doing this article and talking to sources uh, from people that I guess were there. Um, there was a place was called United United Radio was the name United Ra- Radio. Um, okay, all right, United Radio, and then there's another. It was like another firm that was there, was involved. Read the article. We don't have time to go into any any further. Um, there was an incident. Okay, I'll, I'll say this part. There was about the incident about the person sending. They got the wrong. They they had the wrong switch return, and they had ninety hours in, put into Breath of the Wild. Um, I I also hold Nintendo accountable for their lack of understanding of the of the modern gamer and their need to be able to back up save data. Uh, and in response to the incident, the source said United Radio proposed and instituted a new policy where a switch would be factory wiped if a serial number cannot be verified throughout the repair process. Because of this, some switch owners have occasionally had their data wiped. 
after sending in their console repairs. So not to have a better system to send person, the person back the proper switch, we're just going to wipe consoles that we can't verify. Right? That's a better solution than to have it. You know, I'm not always on Nintendo's side. Ian. They, they make a lot of errors. Mm-hmm. I take ex- exception to that. This is horrifying. But then again, it's like, I don't know what... I don't know. It's, it's a big issue. I don't know. What did, it, what did it, uh, Xbox do with all the Red Ring stuff? Did they, they didn't do it themselves. Did they? they set up... The, um, I, you sent it in, and they sent it back. I mean, I don't remember. That was a fucking shit show. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, that never got... I mean... By the time the, the second re, the the fir, the revision of the 360, the the slim model or whatever you want to call it, the elite model, um, had far far less problems. But I don't think they ever like actively. It was never wiped they, out. They, they they never fixed the problem. Yeah, they just basically moved on, uh, and people had shitty systems. M- move on and buy another one. Yeah, basically, or or go to Luna two locations that Ian fix them. I was doing like. God, that two, was three insane. a day? Oh no, dude! I was doing like ten, twelve a day sometimes. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Oh yeah, get, no, that bo- it, get that bonus cash. I did. It, I, <laughs> I made I made a lot of extra money because that's extra. That. You got to manage trades while you while you're repairing these three sixties and yeah. No, trade gave me uh, trade gave me cash right off the top of the repair of price for each one. He was like, if you want to deal with these, he's like, you can take you know a good chunk of the money. So. um yeah, it was it was it was it was good for like when I like because I was definitely more poor then. It's like oh, I got to make rent. Well, all I need is like three more repairs to come in, and I got a week. It's fine. It's Microsoft. It was kind of a it was bummer like, when we stopped having to do those. It's like being, being a waiter, you're getting tips. Yeah, <laughs> tips right, exactly that way. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Kirby's thirtieth anniversary. Happy birthday to Kirby. Love you, Kirby. Happy birthday to Kirby. Happy, wonderful. Um, Little pink puff. I love the Game Boy, and I also love Kirby. Uh, to me, Kirby was the de facto Game Boy mascot um, for a long, long time. Uh, his first game was on the Game Boy. Um, probably the first, I mean, first that I can think of instance of a game starting on a portable system. And a franchise. A franchise starting on a portable system and growing, you know, the, the way it has. Uh, Nintendo, on, on sure. consoles and, yeah. and, and becoming, you know, much bigger than uh, its little time waster roots. Gargoyle's Quest, it's not big enough. I mean, yet, yeah. Great game, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's the only other thing I can think of. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, you can count it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't happen very often. And now it's one of, you know, Nintendo's key properties. Um, the games are generally pretty easy to play, uh, they're always happy. I like looking oh, at all the characters and the sprite work and the backgrounds. So I really do love the Kirby games and um, yeah, probably one of my favorite video game characters. Uh, the most recent one that came out, we talked about it here on the podcast, uh, was fantastic. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I actually just wrapped that game up uh, over the weekend, finished off some of the last stages that I needed to. Um, I don't think I'll 100% it, but uh, I think it's a great game to come out um, during his 30th anniversary year. And yeah, go go play some Kirby. Uh, we got to talk about our favorite mobile game, Diablo Immortal. Yeah, uh, favorite game, favorite game. Uh, Diablo Immortal is coming to PC. Um, this is the Kotaku article from Zach Wise. And Diablo Immortal is hitting PC because players would just emulate it anyway. And that's not uh, snark. That's literally what um, Blizzard has said. So uh, I, think, I think we took that for granted. And we covered this. We should have hit upon that. We probably didn't either. We didn't know or didn't think it was a big deal. Is that any Android app you can get, you can download a, 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 an emulator on your desktop. You you log into your Google Play account and you can download and play 
those uh, those games. You Blue, can do that. Blue Stacks is the yeah, big Blue, one. That's the big one. Blue I have that one. Blue Stacks is the big uh, Android emulator. So, because any <laughs> mobile game can be played on a PC as long as you just download something like that. Sure, it's just a matter of whether or not the experience is going to be good. So that's basically what happened here with the PC port. Um, Blizzard, because Diablo is so big, people they they knew that. Um, people would be downloading it and trying to play it on on the the PC anyway. So if people were going to download it and play it on the PC anyway, because that's the type of game that Diablo is to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. they figured, why not go ahead and make a PC version? So they've done their own in-house PC version that, you know, therefore, uh, so so things like mouse control, everything is going to make sense. Sure. You're, you're not you're not hacking a control scheme on top of an Android game. You're, you know, actually playing something that was meant for the PC. Um, I still personally don't think this is going to be any good. Uh, Free to play games just don't really do it for me. The only one I ever played for any length of time was Pokemon Go. And I got I mean, that was because it's because I have fun playing it with Vani. I mean, that was the only oh. thing that kept me playing it. Free to play games, phone games. They just don't do it for me. And uh, yeah, same with this. Uh, the announcement, uh, let's see, it has 207,000 views right now. Um, someone said, the top comment is, 10 years after Diablo 3 was released for PC, we can finally play the mobile version of Diablo 3 on PC. So, okay. Uh, is, is that the, the, the app comparison with this game? I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, it's just someone being snarky. What? I don't know. I, are the reviews on Diablo Immortal pretty good? I, I mean, look it's up not the, out yet. Um, Diablo Immortal comes out on June 2nd. No, it's been on, it's been on the phone. I mean. No. Diablo Immortal is coming out on June 2nd for iOS, Android, and PC. So then why would they announce this up front? Because they realize they know it's going to happen. Okay, they know it's going to happen. Got it. Yes. Gotcha. Initially, they were just releasing the gotcha. phone versions, and they've said we're including a PC version because we know people are just going to emulate it anyway. So things come, it came full circle, basically. Yes. Okay. Well, I think this was out before, because we, like, we talked about it three and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They just never. Yeah. It's been in development for a long ass time. It's almost four years ago we talked about this fucking thing. Is it really? Yeah. 2018? It was like 2018. Crazy. Well, that's interesting. Is that, is that when we end the podcast, when this comes out? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the app. Where we're going to end it in, in, in a month and a half when Diablo Morva comes out here. I was, I was ready to look up the Google, the Google Play score uh, to see if it was out. And be like, oh, is it four and a half? Is it four uh, stars? What is it? Um, so they're going to anticipate it. Well, the thing about, the thing about uh, we close this up, is that uh, this mobile games has come obviously a long way the past 10, 10 12 years. Sure. Uh, so some of these games look beautiful. They're, they're never going to be what it is on a PC, but they're going to be acceptable to a lot of people. And I think as long as you get the art style right on a lot of this stuff, I think it'll be fine. You can sort of like fudge it oh, with it'll art look style. Fine. I, I yeah. mean, the problem is going to be the free to play mechanics and yes. how, how how badly they, how bad is it? How badly they drain. What's the, what's the recharge rate or whatever it is? What's sure. the, like like in Raid Shadow Legends, you get energy, and then uh, if you get to a point, you build up your experience. I think you get more energy like each day to use, and like you probably won't, won't run out unless you're playing like eight hours a day. If you play like an hour a day, you probably won't, won't run out. It, I guess it depends on like sure, you know, like how how quickly you go through. Yeah, it. I'm I'm interested in seeing what they monetize on this. It'll probably be something like that, I would guess. Right, like the time or energy you use and things like that. But uh, all right, well there you go, Ian. You know, we'll talk about it again in another four years when it when it comes to Switch, Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Yeah, Diablo Immortal, the Switch version. 
Now more than ever, it's important to save money. If you've got a small business, inflation isn't doing you any favors at all. It's harder than ever to stay profitable. If you're looking for an easy way to cut costs, mailing and shipping is a great place to start. Simply use stamps.com to mail and ship and get access to exclusive discounts and great rates on shipping from USPS and UPS. It's an easy way to keep more money in your pocket. I've been using stamps.com now for over 10 years, shipping out DVDs, CU podcasts, enamel pins, shipping out consoles I've had laying around, game cards, t-shirts, everything. It's great. It saves me time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. No matter what business you're in, Stamps.com can help you save on shipping. Whether you're an office sending invoices, an Etsy shop sending your products, or a warehouse shipping out truckloads of orders, Stamps.com is the mailing and shipping solution for you. Sell from multiple stores? No problem. Stamps.com seamlessly works with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. All you need is your regular computer and printer. No special supplies or equipment. You'll be up and running in minutes, printing official posters for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Start mailing and shipping with Stamps.com and keep more money in your pocket every day. Sign up with promo code CUPODCAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code CUPODCAST. All right, Ian, uh, WADA Games did something that we've called on for years to do, for years. Something, they something they started that, doing it early, like uh, late, late last year, right? They, were, did, they, they released uh, first Nintendo the first population report. population report for NES. And I, we said at the time, I said at the time, so if I remember, there's no reason why they can't do this for every single thing they have in their database. I know all these. Remember, there was an exploit on the website for a time where people could look at some of these numbers. Right. The, the information was there. They just hit it. Uh, why do they? Why would Wada Games want to hide hide their numbers? Because um, there was a vested interest, and uh, I'm not sure if 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 the if the relationship is still the same. But the owner of Heritage Auctions had a stake in Wada Games, so they're part and parcel of an operation to to a point of like if you hide the population numbers of a game, if you obfuscate how rare these games actually are, people will obfuscate. Obfuscate. I hate that word. Obfuscate. Less information will lead to people to bid more and pay more yes. on these games. Yes. If they don't if know, they don't know if they think the it's the, the only one that's ever going to come yes. up. Yes, they're going to spend more so, on it than if there's five of them. Yes, or ten, or twenty, or thirty, and 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 a lot of these poor souls, they're not retro game collectors. They come in from other realms like card collecting, magic cards, Pokemon cards, comic books. They may not realize that that you know to to the average person. You know, a box copy of Super Mario 3 is not a big deal because there's a ton out there. They might say, wow, well, this is coveted more because it's a, it's a popular game when, when they don't, they don't factor it the same. They think it's exactly like comic books, you know, in terms of collecting your cards when it's, it's different. It's just a different beast. So we said for years, we have to know everything that's on the up and up. That's what, uh, you know, CGC did for their comics. It's all out in the open. You know how many. You know how many Detective Comics 27s there are with each condition. You, you know that. You can see the playing field clearly. Yes. Uh, which is one of the reasons why I almost can't wait for them to come in and then actually apply that methodology to them getting into grading games because it can't be worse than WADA. It can only be better. And that's probably one of the reasons why WADA did this to try to get in front of that. But also, 
They also came out with this information within, I don't know, 48 to 72 hours of the lawsuit announced on Reddit. It was pretty good timing. Yeah, that was interesting timing to me. I They saw, I mean, it could just be timing, but I, I feel like... Why now? Right. Coming coming clean so quickly with, with, all, with everything. Because they could have released all of these back in the fall. Yes. Or two years ago, or three years ago. So... We're going to go through a little bit of it. Uh, we can go through some of the N64 ones because obviously like the Mario uh, 64 one was a huge one that we're like, what the hell's happening here? Right. Um, but I, I think what we have to be aware of is how this is going to be uh, sort of weaponized between b- both camps from ours and people that are pro speculation. They're saying, well, this see, this proves that there's only this many number of Mario 64s. And so that we were right all along. So there's going to be like a gray area here. I'm not entirely on one side or the other. So they released population reports for the following Turbo Graphics, N64, NES, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Virtual Boy, uh, Sega CD, Dreamcast, Genesis, Saturn, PS1, Super Nintendo. Um, it's nice. Like I said, they have these numbers for every single console that they've, they have PS2. They know the PS3 numbers. They know everything. PS1. Oh, they have PS1 on here. They have them all. I would want to see everything uh, as soon as possible. Uh, so, we, you know, what? I'm going to start with Turbo Graphics. Why not? Because it's actually one of those things that's near and dear to us. That like Turbo Graphics 16 games aren't really blown up yet in terms of the sealed stuff. Sure. It's a quirky system. So, if you look at the list, of course, you see what's the most common one: Bonk's Adventure. Like it's Bonk's Adventure. Besides, you know, Keith Courage, you know, the most common, you know, Bonk uh, Turbo Graphics game. It's the only flagship character they really have that's worth the closest anything. thing they had to a mascot yes um and so it's like the one game you probably would have had for some reason i didn't if you had a turbograph 16 the odds are you also had bonk you take the average person they have bonk or maybe bla- or maybe blazing lasers those are the two so 27 of them uh, have been uh have been graded there so that's just interesting uh there uh, other than that, play- eleven cosmic fantasy two. I'm not surprised that there's was- there's thousands of those that are sealed. Like that's I sold mine ages ago, but mine's yeah. still sealed. Like <clears throat> I couldn't find one unsealed when I was trying to buy. You know that that like, I bought it like probably twelve years ago. Probably probably like fifty of them. Yeah. Um, um, and then um, any other ones that sort of there, there's no more than like most of them have like two or three. Ninja Spirits eight. Ninja Spirits yeah, is common. Say, uh, Bonk's Adventure and Cosmic Fantasy are the only ones that crack double digits. Uh, Splatterhouse seven of them. I have a sealed splatter house I bought from my friend, so I have one there. Um, I have about probably 12 uh, sealed turbo games. Turbo games are not extremely hard to find sealed. Um, a lot of times you, when in the past I search for them, I'd be like, oh, uh, I'm gonna, I am gonna, want to buy, uh, what's a couple examples? Like Dragon Spear. I think I, I think I have a sealed one of that. And like Fantasy Zone. Like the ones that are like not top tier games, but like they probably made a lot of them anyway. That came out in the yeah. first year or two. Like that, like Spire House, like that came out in the first couple of years. There's a decent amount before the sale. The TTI was at 92. Then they become more almost every game is uncommon at that point. A few years in, so that's an interesting one. Uh, you want to go N64? Yeah, let's do N64. Let's do it. N64. The first thing I see is that oh boy, there's a certain amount of games that there are a lot of sealed copies of here. Um, 102 of Conquers that. Just blew my mind when I see that. I'm gonna click on all E in the bottom so I see them all at once, and then you can we could. Uh, yeah, that's what I need to do. Is this sortable? Come on, Wada, you can't make this sortable when I click on the top. You can't do that for sortable. me. You got to be kidding me, Wada. Okay, so there's many games in double in double figures, and then there's about ten games in triple figures. It looks like here. So what this tells you, 
we always say that once you get to like the mid to late nineties, seal stuff becomes a lot more common. Yeah, it just is. For whatever reason, uh, that's when people started to maybe collect games more. I think that's also um, when people started to realize, hey, there is, you know, to some people, there's value in these being unopened. Sure. Or at that point, maybe uh, the other aspect of it, when the company had a lot of overstock, they didn't just destroy it. Maybe they liquidated it more by then. There's sure. a lot of things that go into this. 197 Gauntlet Legends. I'm not surprised by that. It's a common game. Uh, but you're surprised there's that many sealed? I guess so, yeah. At Luna, we stopped seeing it a couple of years ago. It's got hard to come by. Only two that has the included pewter figure. Uh, that's one of those uh, ones. Yeah. It was a bigger box. It's... There's a window thing on the top. Um, doing the N64 book, I've discovered that there's more of these weird uh, variants than I, than I realized. Would they mm-hmm. include something like that? You know, they include like like there was a um, uh, a plush uh, a plush uh, monster included in one of the versions of Rampage, I believe the second one. And then one of the Hot Wheels racing. Yeah, Hot Wheels. There's, there's more than that. There's like, there's a so like it's interesting to see that 107 Golden Eyes, 157 Perfect Dark. So the reason I, I'm saying 107 jumping to, to that is that. When you see how many that are, I would say, 9.4 and above, you want to say that's the collectible range. Whatever, it's like 9.4 I above. would say 9.6, but... Okay. Okay, well, yeah, 9.4 to 9.8. Um, there are uh, 40 in that condition of GoldenEye, and that's the game you're going to be seeing sell for... It's, it regularly sells for five figures on, on, on Heritage Auctions. Yeah. It just it goes to show you. Um, 55 Hydro Thunders. 201 Ocarina of Times. Three nine point eight, seventeen nine point sixes, and thirty seven nine point fours. I'm going to go search right now to see what those are going for as we talk because I'm very curious about how much those have gone. The for. Zeldas, the Zeldas. Yeah, I would like to an answer on that uh, because it, uh, we're going to get to our larger point about would people be spending this amount of money if they had these numbers before last summer when this stuff, right. when this stuff really got into to the point of wow, this is nuts, Ian. Uh, something's going on or or, or or, you know, having Carl go to me in Discord, hey, Pat, what's up with this Super Mario uh, 64? And I said, well, this is what's going on. And then, like, when people outside get interest uh, in seeing what's happening, because the numbers don't pass the uh, the smell test as, 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 it, as it goes. Right. Um, so I'm going to look up Ocarina right now. You, you want to comment on the, the Mario 64, the big one? Um, yeah, so Mario 64 has... 125, I believe, um, graded graded copies. Better sealed. Better sealed. Okay. Um, only three in the 9.8 range. So I assume that there was probably more than that. I got a caveat on that but for now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I did assume that there was more than that. As of right now, there is not. However, if you get if you if you look at 9.4 and up. You start at you have thirteen nine point four six at nine point six, um, and then you have a whole bunch underneath. Uh, and I don't think that's the end of the amount of Super Mario sixty fours that we're ever going to see graded. No, this is why they have a huge backlog. This is part of the lawsuit. Yes, they have a backlog of maybe a year or more, maybe a year or more backlog. So don't go on Twitter or in a YouTube video and say, "Hey, Pat and Ian, look at this," because we don't know what they're sitting on. Sure, you think people. What do you think happened when they saw a, a fucking common dirt game go for one and a half million dollars and they had a, maybe one or two laying around? What do you think they did? Did they say, oh, I'm just going to hold up? No, they sent it in to get graded to cash in on this. And right. everyone else did as well. Yeah. So I have a feeling in a year or two, we're going to see a, a, a much larger update. And that doesn't account, again, the VGA ones. 
that are already graded sure. whatever gold that can qualify as a 9.8. We, we talked about that one went in auction last year that probably would have qualified as a 9.8. We yeah. talked about that. It was like one or two of them that potentially could have went because the scales are totally different here. All right. You want some ocarina? I do. Fun? Hit me with the ocarina fun. Uh, let me kick the numbers up. Uh, okay. Well, how many ocarinas were 9.4? On that list, Ian. Oh, how many were? Uh, 9.4, specifically. Legend of Zelda. 37. I found 37. Okay. 37. You want you want some of the sales of, of the 9.4s? Yeah, 37 of these. Hit me. 16.8 thousand. 16.8 thousand? 22.8 thousand. Another one. Um, again, 9.4. 14.4 thousand. 14.4 thousand. Another one. Um... 13.2,000. There's 37 of these that we know of now. Right now. Just through what? 37 of them, and these are in five figures. 37 of them. Do me a favor and look up Conquer. The Conquer ones? Okay. Yeah, look up Conquer at a 9. Look up Bad Fur Day. And there was more. Those are just, I didn't go through the 9.6 or the 9s. You want me to do the 9s real quick? How many 9s are there? Uh, I just moved down. I moved to Conquer. Give me one second. Uh, nines, there are... This is even only, better. There's only 19. There's only, only nine, 19. Only 19. Mm-hmm. Only 19. Because they probably didn't come from factory cases. Because Sure. Uh, all right. There's only 19, but it's a worse condition. 14,000, 12,000, 12,000, uh, 4,800. Um, Absolutely two, nuts. It's insane. All right. I'll go to bed for a day. This is another one. Okay, I'll, I'll put in Bad Fur Day. Because okay. Bad Fur Day is generally considered to be far more rare, but bad, but there's it's 102 un- of them. It's, a, it's an uncommon game. Yeah, well, it's uncommon. uncommon. Sure. Uh, but it seems like one that people would rush to grade because of its notoriety. Yeah, this isn't going to hit. Um, this isn't going to hit the other ones though. But okay. What the, do they? What do they have it at? This only has nine point fours mm-hmm. and four point six thousand, three point three, and two point six. So okay. that one doesn't quite pass pass it. You want to do Goldeneye? Yeah. Let's do Goldeneye. Fuck it. Goldeneye. Let's get there. And 64, because that's probably almost as bad. We'll, we'll get to Mario. We'll get to uh, Mario in a second. Goldeneye. Goldeneye's uh, 9.4 fucking... is 19 of them. There's 19 of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 33.6 thousand. Uh, 9.4, you said. 22.8 thousand. What's the next one? Um... 6,000, player's choice. That, that, that's the caveat there, so it's not the first release. Um, there's a lot more 9.6s on here. You want me to look up 9.6? Sure. Well, how many 9.6s are there for GoldenEye? GoldenEye has 9.6s, 15. 15. 22.8 thousand, 10,000, 6,000. So there's a few there. So, so surprisingly, there's, there's only been three sold for 9.6. I'm kind of shocked that there's only been three. If there's that, if there's there's 20 that exist. Yeah. Uh, want to do the good old Mario 64? Let's do Mario 64. All right. Mario 64. 9.4. There's 13 of them. Let's see how many have been sold. 9.4? Mm-hmm. 9.4. How many, and how many are there 9.6s? 9.6s is less. Uh, so 13, 6, and 3 for 9.4, 9.6, and 9.8. There's 13. Well, they've sold five of those on WADA, 41,000, 38.4 thousand, 30,000, 28.8 thousand, 
And then the last one was a player's choice. That I wouldn't even count that one. It's 5.5. So you have a game where there's, what, you said 16 of them? Yeah. Wait, or 16? So, or 13. 13. And then four of them have gone for 40.8, 38.4, 30, and 28.8. When you look at the numbers, and, and, the, and, and those numbers didn't go down. Like the 40.8 one, that was from this January, from two months ago. The high one was from this January, before this information comes out. Do you think that those people would have potentially put down that money? No. They don't know because they don't, they don't know how many exist. Right. So they, they can't make an informed decision. They only saw two more before that date, not counting the player's choice. They saw one before that go for uh, January 38.4. Oh, one went just for April. One went four days ago for only 30. Wow. So you got a 25% hit. And that was, was that after they released this? Wow, they just did an auction right after these numbers came out. That's something we should have went over if we were prepared to see what if the auction numbers were affected uh, by this in any way. Yeah. That's something interesting. We could, we could have looked at the whole auction number there. You know, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, how, many, how, many, uh, how many Sonics, Ian? Let's go to Genesis. Let's do that. Because a Sonic game went for, a, a sealed Sonic just went for $360,000 on April 22nd. Three hundred and sixty thousand uh, dollars. There, I got to go to all. Yeah, just click back. Population reports. Sega Genesis. Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, your clue, clue, clue land went for one hundred fifty-six thousand. Ian, no, recently. So there you go. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, not a lot. Nine point six has eleven. Nine point four has nine. Nine point eight has five. Five of them though. That's five. Yeah. Five? Five. That we know of. That's a lot for that kind of price. That we know of. That doesn't include, again, VGA. So whatever you come at me, you better fucking throw some VGAs into here. Because that could double these numbers uh, on some of these. It's, it's not going to make them less. It's going to be more. And it obviously doesn't count ones that are sitting around uh, Wada's offices the past year. Or the ones that CGC uh, has acquired the right. past six, seven months. They're starting to do this stuff. They're probably training up uh, people and doing this stuff. Um, oh, let's do Mario Kart. That's one I wanted to do. Let's go back and do Mario, Mario Kart, Kart 64. Because that's always a one that always was weird as well in terms of it. Because that's an ass common game. That's a mil- literally a million seller. For 64. We're yes, talking. Mario Kart okay. 64. Because right. that's always gone for a, a lot. 77. Oh. Sealed total. A 9.6 just went for $144,000. There's, there's 12 of there's them. There's 12 of them. This isn't a 9.8. Oh, well, you want to say there's only two? There's 12 of them that we know of. So, yeah. the, so the gambit is, the people buying these, Ian, that the person that bought this, whether or not they knew there was 11 others that alone that, are, that exist in the seal that are public on this list, that, all right, there's not enough that are going to come up that people will be able to uh, you know, buy them, that this will keep going up. There's not enough. That's the gambit that these people all have been making. And again, we're talking 100, 150, 200 people making these purchases. These aren't thousands of people buying these. Right. This isn't an NFT uh, sort of thing. No. This, well, that's a small base, too. But yeah, we're not even but, talking the 400,000 people yes. who are active in, in, in this market. This is much You want to be generous? Say, hey, Pat, there's 500 people. Okay, maybe there's 500. So you're talking about the people now playing chicken with each other yep. when it comes to this. That's what's happening. Uh, now i got to look up the John Madden one because that's uh, just went for $102,000. God, I, I did not know an auction just went up because the timing now makes sense uh, for this. Oh, what a coincidence. 
I don't see Super Nintendo listed. Oh, it is. My bad. My apologies, Wad. It's on the bottom. It was under Super, not under the rest of it for Nintendo. Okay. Let's see. All right. I'm not a conspiracy theorist when it comes to that. What, how, many, how, many, how many John Madden footballs are there? For Gen- That's a Genesis one, right? That was on Super. Oh, that was Super. Okay. So far, there's only 11. Well, a 9.6 where there is two of them. One went for uh, $102,000. I guarantee you there is a ton more sealed John Madden footballs out there. Yep. John Madden football. That, that was a big seller there. So, all right. Well, there's, there's, there's more here. I, I think what it comes down to is this. Is that, again, I think people are going to trust these numbers as the people that are dying in the world that are speculating this stuff. They're going to see this as evidence of, oh, I, I had a good investment. People are just going to say this is evidence that you're fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I think the numbers are, are at a place where I, both sides are going to make these these arguments. But I do think it's kind of crazy. I think those for the smaller market base that this sort of stuff occupies, yes. that's a lot of copies. Because if you really wanted them to be transparent... First of all, they'd have every single console. I would love to see a pending number next to all of these. Sure. Uh, hey, we got uh, only seven act raisers, but we got 10 waiting to go or five or whatever. Uh, just so you have an idea of how many are there. Sit, again, this is one of the reasons why the lawsuit is happening. And speaking of the lawsuit, Ian, mm-hmm. so um, I double checked the Reddit thread uh, when it came up. And and um, because because it had disappeared, it was gone. The, it, it said it was deleted by the, the post oh, right, was still right, there, yeah, yeah. but you couldn't. It wasn't easily searchable, I guess, because it, it said the, the top was deleted. All the text was deleted. The replies to that from the lawyer, those were still there. Right. So I'm like, uh, what's happening here? Was this was not, not that I didn't doubt it was, it was real, but you know, I wanted to to figure out what's going on here. Did someone spook? Spook them out. So, um, oh, I'm not logged in. They, they log into like a random uh, Reddit account. That's kind of weird. I got to log in with my with my actual uh, name here. Okay, log in, log in there. I am now logged in. Okay, so I reached out to the user who is a lawyer, and um, this is a real lawyer. This is I, a real lawyer. I don't just. <laughs> I have a full name, yeah, right? I have an email address attached to a website that shows it's a law firm based in California. Um, and I asked straight out, hi, I saw that you had deleted your post concerning WADA and the potential lawsuit. Does this mean it is not going forward or was this deleted for another reason? I appreciate your response as we had covered this announcement on our podcast. Thanks. Um, and then I asked, is this okay for me sharing this update, which I got an update. Yes, it is okay to share this update. Thank you. Dear Pat Contry, that's my red name. I am a huge fan. Love the podcast. Fans of us. Yeah, thank you, you are doing great work. Remember, this is also a, a game collector, so they might have he- heard us ramble about this shit the past three years like lunatics. I deleted the post because I was getting so many responses. Responding to each person was requiring quite a big time commitment. I was worried that I would not be able to keep up with all the, all the inquiries. That's what we kind of guessed at. There might be a lot of people... Hitting them up. Too much stuff. Also, we already appear to have a very good number of responses and many individuals with typical, in quotes, excuse me, in parentheses, great class claims have been asked to join as named plaintiffs. We are proceeding. Truth be told, I also began thinking that water attorneys were reading the comments and I just did not want to give them any ammunition to try to find that out was, which comments aligned to one particular. Yeah, that place. might have been more. Yes. That was what I was con- wondering about. Fear, fear of reprisal. reprisal. Yes. Some of these people might have 
their game still tied up with WADA. People that saying was, too much in the comments yeah. because they don't know anything about law and lawsuits that could end up yeah, right. Just better off to kind of get rid of that. So thank you. I won't say your name unless you give me permission to say your, your name. Um, but they, if WADA's lawyers might have probably uh, found out. But um, thank you for the update. And then they asked, may, may I contact you with progress updates? I would be happy to share the complaint with you the days filed. Absolutely. Sure. Thank you. So it wasn't any doubt that it probably wasn't a lawyer, but this, this confirms 100, 100% that it is yeah. a lawyer. But people, random people are saying it, that this is an expert saying this is a lawyer uh, doing this. So there you go. What, so this is uh, this is going to proceed. Proceed. Oh, the depositions are going to be fun. That's going to be good. Discovery. Yeah. All, the, all the good civil stuff that I learned from watching Suits over the years. They put you in front of a video camera and you you answer lawyer questions. This is even before the trial. This is part of the information gathering phase that's going to happen. If it gets to that point. If it gets to that if point. If it gets to that yes. point. I think like, it'll settle. You, you think you? Yes. Well, you know, you know, you never know. You, you never know. No, you don't. But I do think it'll settle. I don't think they want that. I don't think they want more stuff coming out. The settlement will still be admission of that there was bad stuff going on. Obviously, sure, that might be part of it. You got to no, you got to admit some sort of culpability or or something. That might be part of it or not. They may say, "No, we, we'll, we'll give you money. We won't admit we did anything wrong." Right? You know, that that might be something. But remember, with the class action lawsuit. Doesn't mean you can't sue separately as an individual. You can choose not to be a part of a class and go after them yourself. That's part of part of this as well. You don't have to choose to be in a class. So, like, if someone, so say for example, say this goes to a settlement. Say this eventually went to a settlement. There could be someone that says, "I don't agree with this. I'm not. I don't want to be part of this class. I'm going to take up a separate lawsuit." That's always a possibility with these things, right? That's part. Uh, Ian, you know, uh, with his, what do you say, you got a, like a vape pen or something that it was, it was a settlement that happened? Or no, my EpiPen. EpiPen, sorry. Not vape pen, sorry. Yeah. A little bit more serious. <laughs> yeah, my EpiPen. It wasn't for recreation. It was medical. <clears throat> um, say Ian says, this is a bullshit settlement. They damaged me more than what I think I deserve. You can I'm go get and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be the start of a process. And I don't know how that works legally. I'm not a lawyer. If like if, if there's a settlement that happens, would that give more ammo to people that weren't a part of the class to get in on it? With you know what I mean, and, and come in themselves. I don't know, but this is going to go forward. This, we, we've we've definitely turned a point where we're not just crazy people yelling about this anymore. I mean, it happened a large thanks, a large part thanks to Carl's video in the fall. But we're now getting to the point where it's nice to see action come from from the ramblings of madmen in some form. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ian, we got a we got a Patreon. A Patreon. We do. Patreon.com slash CU podcast. You go um, pay. If, if you choose. If you choose. Uh you go, you, you apply money to the, the burn, and then uh you get uh you get a full video podcast. You get writings every week by me, more or less. Uh you get uh monthly hangouts. Uh what what are you making the three That's figures? That's the third thing. Yeah. Uh, and you get uh, to be part of these polls. And he's uh, bonus bits. We get bonus bits. But the bonus. Bo- we talked, we bo- talked about a bo- weird bonus uh, bits. brain tumor cancer cluster in Jersey based around a high school. And all right. And then we got a poll in second place with Portland Retro Gaming Expo returning. How will it be different three years later? Only 26%. That almost won last week. Come on. What's going on? Because number one was top Genesis games, according to Ian. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna have I, I'm gonna have some say, but obviously 
Ian's a Genesis guy. I didn't grow up with the Genesis. I played it with Billy down the block, and Kevin had one. Billy, and I, I was, I was, I was a, a PC gamer once I got to my preteens and you know to my teens. I, I transferred to PC. So but, I, uh, I love the Genesis. Uh, it's a near and dear system to me. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic system. Uh, had a lot of great games on it. Um, I don't really ever have like a. I, I rarely make numbered top lists. Uh, I, I can't do it. Can't pick uh, and choose, you know, what's going to be in first, what's going to be in fourth. What a great topic. Then. Uh, but I can, however, uh, <laughs> pick plenty of games that I like. And generally, when we go over these, we, we see if we agree with the like, if we're going over a list, yes. we see if we agree with the person who's mentioning it. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw out I'm going to throw out a couple of games and I'm going to see if you've even played them and what you know can, your, your thoughts. There's are. also a few articles we can go. I can run them down and, and, and do yeah, that. Yeah, you can post the articles in the uh, in the uh the, the 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 docket and I'll look. Okay. If you want to find an article that you want to go over in the meantime, but let me start with some of my favorite games on the Sega Genesis. You're gonna Genesis. You're gonna Sega shame me. You ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna start with some of my Sega favorite. Shaming. I'm not. I'm not. Here, here's a, here's a GameSpot article top fifteen. I'll do a couple more. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles uh, three. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, however you want to call it, the full combined game where you put Sonic 3 on Sonic and Knuckles is one of the best platformers of the 16-bit era, uh, a fine game, and a really interesting use of the technology, because I think a lot of people who maybe don't like those games think that when they don't understand exactly what it happens when you connect it with Sonic 3. When you connect Sonic and Knuckles with just Sonic 2, you can just play as Knuckles in, in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. But in Sonic... 3 attached to Sonic and Knuckles, it gives you the save game ability in Sonic and Knuckles. It gives you Knuckles in Sonic and 3, and it combines the two games, which were both six levels, six zones apiece, into one. And the uh, original DLC from Sega. Yeah, and changes. <laughs> basically, Things never change. Basically, it is. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was yeah. a big game, but they also put it together quick. They needed something out on the market, and they were like, "We can just split this into two. How so? How quickly did, 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 did the knuckles? come out after three was it like a few months we looked at uh, it was okay. really soon after but like the whole turnaround time for like reading about the development of sonic 3 like it's it's a it's a quick development so that's uh, and money but that's why they split it because the knuckles one was a pack in in some of the later genesis model twos they packed that in uh later on that's weird in. yeah sonic um, and knuckles is not or sonic and knuckles is not great on its own because it takes away if you just play it on its own it doesn't have the save capability and it's it's just very strange okay I'm going to look that up while you talk. Okay, so, yeah. so. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, uh, depending on the day, is my favorite Castlevania or my like second you, or third. You got the answer when I played it. Have I played Sonic 3? Probably don't know anything about it. All right, next. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Blood, yeah, Castlevania 3, Blood, or Castlevania Bloodlines. Fantastic. Uh, I own that. Sealed! That? Cardboard or plastic? Cardboard. I don't know if that's more common or not. Um, Alyssa Dragoon. Is wonderful. Oh, you know anything about Castlevania Bloodlines? I did. I it was great. I haven't played it. Oh yeah. Well, it's sealed. It's kind of harder, but yeah, I wouldn't play it. Any. Okay, so Sonic, Sonic Knuckles came out. Um, the first one was February '94. Sonic Knuckles was October, so you had okay, you yeah, had some months in between. Okay, okay. It was DLC though. <laughs> yeah, no, it was absolutely DLC. What's the next one? Uh, Alyssa Dragoon, which you did a video on. Um, but I what? That's uh, on the list of your, your list. Yeah. What the fuck? We agree. I love that game. What? What? Wait. What? 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 
Holy shit, a Genesis game that we, we both played and it's on the list? Yeah, uh, Alyssa Dragoon's great. It's a really weird type of game. How it, do you describe it? it? It's a it's a, it's a a platformer that plays like a shooter. It's a shooter platformer. Yes, it's a platformer that plays like a shooter. This is how it works, everyone out there. You have your magic. It auto-aims and shoots based upon your charge. Yes. So you don't have to aim it. You can still dodge and jump around. So I've never heard... Uh, there's, the only close thing that game was Thexter. The only game for the game was Thexter where it shoots things automatically for you and then like it, it takes a while to, to kill it. That's the only, that's the close, only game I've ever heard of where you do that. Yeah. And, and there's power-ups and you can get... And you have your little creatures that help and it's adorable. Yeah. It's fucking adorable. Super unique. Why did I hire a dominatrix to help in the video? I don't know. Ian thought I was crazy, but it was fun. Uh, Streets of Rage 2. Love the Streets of Rage series. Streets of Rage 2 is probably the ideal of um, of the uh, console of, of that era beat 'em up for me. Um, I think it. I, I don't necessarily as much as I love Streets of Rage 4. I do love Streets of Rage 2. I like the series. It's. It, I don't hold it above everything else. But I think for a console based brawler beat 'em up from that time, I think Streets of Rage 2 is just about perfect. Played it. Don't remember anything about it. I remember playing one a lot. At Kevin's. The music so, in one is fantastic. So how did two improve upon one? Uh, extra character? Uh, extra characters, but one or two adds like special moves that you can do with uh, like the Com- quarter combos circles and stuff okay. like that. And it just it, it it's smoother, it, it's better graphics. Yeah, it's, it's smoother and it gave you more attack options. It gave you more attack options as opposed to your basic attacks or the attack that takes life away from you. Gotcha. And the levels okay. are the levels are, you know, really nice. Better it's more laid posh. Out. Yeah. Uh, Gunstar Heroes, fantastic game. Still don't play that, unfortunately. Um, one of Treasure's best. Uh, run and gun, similar, you know, in vain to. Uh, did you Contra. make a list, by the way? You didn't share it with me. Yeah, I did. I, I just I whipped it together just now. Oh. Um, Show prep. Uh, Gunstar Heroes, uh, like I said, so it's a great one. Run and gun, one of Treasure's best. Uh, well known for having big multi-segmented bosses okay. that move around in weird ways. It's really impressive at the time. Um, Shining Force 2, a great strategy RPG. Um, I haven't played it in a long, long time, but it was basically... Shining Force is interesting because it has similarities to Fire Emblem. Okay. And I think it was clearly trying to ride Fire Emblem's fame in Japan when it came out. Okay. But we got Shining Force first. So... For people who, you know, don't really pay attention to it, you know, they might think that Fire Emblem plays a lot like Shining Force. It's the other way around. Shining Force plays a lot like Fire Emblem. Um, Rocket Knight Adventures, the first one. One of my favorite video games of all time. I haven't played it. Uh, It's fucking weird. It's just weird. You're a possum in a suit of armor. Not an awesome possum. It's a sword uh, and a rocket pack. It's a difficult game. Uh, I've never beaten it on a normal difficulty. I've tried um no my brother and i did once but my brother did more of it than i did uh but great platformer with some unique mechanics and then here's one that i'm going to throw in um uh because i recent i i i kind of shit on this one as a kid uh but as i've gotten older i really like it teenage mutant ninja turtles hyperstone heist is really good really really good um it looks great it plays great um, you've got the combos when you attack, so it feels more like an, uh, the arcade game. Sure. Uh, I did oh, not Turtles like it as a kid because it's a shorter yeah. game. Uh, this says this one. Uh, this long plays forty five minutes. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's probably for one player. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a short game. It's like five levels. 
It's only five levels? Okay. Yeah, it's like five levels. So it's a short game. I didn't like it for that reason as a kid. You know, I rented it. I sat down with my friends. I think it had, it may have had infinite continues, even if it didn't on the easier levels, we, we blew through it. Is it like a, is it like a shortened Turtles in Time kind of with some changes? It's, it's, it's got like a level from Turtles in Time. Yeah. I think it's got, I think it's got like it's two levels level. from Turtles in Time. It's got the pirate ship. I think it's got like two levels of its own okay. and then uh, like a unique techno drum, I think is how it is. Could I, just, I could be entirely could wrong on that. Pull off turtles in time on the Genesis. I don't think they could. Thing? Okay. I, yeah, I'm not sure that they could. I think gotcha. it might have just been size. Characters on the screen. Or oh, could have been five characters. On the no, screen. there's lots of characters on the screen. It plays great. And going back to it, it plays incredibly smoothly. Um, I think it might have just been cartridge size, or yeah, maybe, I, I, or maybe Nintendo and Konami had a deal where you, you know this is the only game that's yeah for this at least for this. Okay, maybe so that's it. there is there is, and that's another reason I didn't like it because there was like obviously recycled levels, but like. It's removing myself from a kid who wanted Turtles in Time on the yes. Super Nintendo, this is still a very, very good game, and I enjoy it. It's a just lot. not Turtles in Time. No, but it's it's extremely well done. Gotcha. So yeah, I think mean, that would kind of be you know a, 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 a rundown. Okay, you, you end up in the Technodrome and little Krang going around. Okay, it looks interesting. Yeah, it, looks, it kind of looks like a combination of Turtle Time and the original arcade a little bit, like a little bit. Yeah, that's one way I, I would describe it. And then they, they they threw like a silly little story on top of it. Because wait, the Turtles in Time have the elevator section in the Technodrome? I don't remember. Because that's what this game has. That's like in, from the original game. Yeah, I think all that stuff. So yes, yeah, it's like it's, it's like a combination. Yeah, it's um, definitely just a, uh, an amalgamation. Greatest hits. Yep. I'm just going. I'll run down this this X Fighters top twenty of all time. I think it's an interesting list because a lot of there's a lot of deep cuts here that I haven't heard of some of these games. Oh, okay, let me look at this one. I'll, and I'll, I, I know I, I I literally was piecing this together, so I'm sure. I so this some. has Comic Zone at 20. Eh, um, I don't. I didn't. I, it's a neat idea, but I didn't love the game. Um, then it has World, World of Illusion. Illusion is so good. I, I played that, that a little bit. That should have been on my list. I, World of Illusion I, is gorgeous. I think Billy had that. Billy had that or Kevin. It's one of the most uh, beautiful games I've played on a, a, a any system. Herzog's Y, which is the real time strategy game. Yeah, not real for a lot of money. It. I always forget if I have it. I don't think Dungeons and Dragons: uh, Wars of the Eternal Sun. I never heard of that one. Um, I don't think I've played that one. Okay, that's like a it looks like a um, party sort of dungeon crawler overhead uh, RPG based on the uh, Gain Ground. I fucking love Gain Ground, but I have Gain Ground SX or whatever the special edition is for PC Engine. So at, these days, I think of it as a PC Engine game. I don't think I ever played this, even in the Gain Ground I don't think is, I ever played it. Gain Ground is weird. So there's little levels and a lot of enemies, and it's just... Is it like Commando? No. It, so it's people like to say it's like Gauntlet, but it's it's... It's hard to describe a military they're, they're, gauntlet. They're, they're short, like very. They're short, oftentimes very difficult levels. But you can recruit up to twenty different characters by rescuing them from the levels. So if you go out of your way, okay. you can rescue a character, which is essentially is an extra life. And each character has different weapons and firing types. But you're playing one so, at a time. But you're playing one at a time. But it, or, it, it, or it, can, it can get really strategic. Is it two player? Uh, I've only ever played it one player. I don't okay. know if it's is, two player. Is that a hidden gem? I never heard of it. Oh, Game Ground is awesome. Uh, Echo at 15. No. That's too high. For, I, even I know that's kind of too high for that. Uh, Shadowrun at yes. 14. Shadowrun is great. Zombies Ate My Neighbors <laughs> at 13. Great game. Is that the, is that the top 15 Genesis? No. I mean, a lot of Genesis games, like 600 Genesis games. Uh, uh, Toe Jam and Earl is funny because they say Toe Jam and Earl, but they put a picture of the sequel on there, so I don't know uh, which one they're talking. Yeah, they're talking about this is the sequel. Sequel, okay. Uh, this is uh, Panic on Funkatron. Uh, Mean Bee Machine, never played it. Great game. It's Puya Puya. Okay. 
Um, Vector, Vector Man. Man. Uh, 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 I... Uh, Vector Man plays well. I don't like the way Vector Man looks. It's really like... You can actually see, see it in this picture. It's like... I don't know if it was because of the graphics they were using. They had to go with a lower color palette, but it looks very... It's, it doesn't, like, stand out. It does, it's sure. not eye-catching. You got the animation, I guess. Beyond Oasis, I don't think I've ever... Have I seen this game in person? Is how hard is this to find this dumb game? It's pretty pretty tough these days. Uh, Beyond Oasis is a lot of fun though. It is as it's a Zelda's it's a Sega Zelda clone. I think did Norm do a video on that? I believe he did. Um, I think he did a, a years back. Shinobi Three is great. I prefer Revenge of Shinobi. Um, Streets of Rage Two. Thank you. Vindicated. Castlevania Bloodlines, of course. Shining wow. Force 2. Yep. Wow, there you go. You you Monster World list? 4. Monster World 4 is very good, um, but I, I've only become aware of it recently because it was uh, through playing the uh, English these language are, A lot of these are like later releases. Gunstar like. Heroes, absolutely. Um, Fantasy Star 4, I never played, but I heard it's a very, very long game. Wait a minute. Did Monster World 4 come out here or just on the Mega Drive? What? No, it was oh, it was only in Japan. That's okay. what I was saying. Like it, uh, I I had to wait to play it with an English translation. Gotcha. Because I, I never heard, I never heard of that. And uh, then Sonic the Hedgehog two. I love Sonic the Hedgehog two. It should probably be on my list, but I didn't want all my list to just be. Uh, I didn't want my list to just be. So uh, to, to most people, do they like two better than three? I think two is, is two more pure. <laughs> it's just easy to grab a cartridge and put it in and play two instead of finding two versions of the game. You know, putting them together and playing it. And you got cute tails. Yeah, there's a lot of tails. So, all right, so there well, we that, go. That was interesting. Yeah, it was, I, it was fun. I held my own more than I thought I would. Yeah, you did all right. <laughs> you did all right. <laughs> Every day is D&D Day with our sponsor, Viridian Dice. Every day? Every single day. Viridian offers all sorts of Dungeons & Dragons dice and tabletop gaming accessories. And if you're thinking, Ian, I have enough dice, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. You might have red dice, blue dice, small dice, metal dice, but it's never enough. Aren't all dice the same, like the ones in Monopoly or the ones hanging from my car's rearview mirror? You narrow-minded fool! Ah! These aren't just your grandpa's dice. These are swirled, mica, metal, hand-poured resin, gemstone, and more. They have fan-favorite brands like Chessex, HD, and Q Workshop. New dice can freshen up the experience! They absolutely can, and getting them is easy because their prices are very reasonable, and you can browse and sort by color, style, material, brand, or theme. They're a small business in Syracuse, New York, run by Mike Saltzman, friend of the podcast. He started in his game room in 2019 making 3D-printed condition rings and got into dice after he noticed how overpriced many big dice sellers were. Mike is obsessed with offering good deals. Make his obsession your solution. I love dice solutions. Who doesn't love a good dice solution? Make Viridian your dice solution today by going to viridiandice.com and get a free set of disappointment dice. Described as ugly, mauve colored, and or probably cursed, this set is the perfect gift for that party member that ducked when they should have dived one too many times. Through May 10th, add a set to your cart and check out using our code CUPODCAST to get your free set. They are also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Viridian Dice, all one word. Tell them Pat and Ian sent you. Viridian Dice, overthrow big die. All right, we got uh, we got voicemails uh, on the podcast. Go to uh, anchor.fm slash to podcast. Try to leave us a voicemail. Under 30 seconds would be would be outstanding. That's what they say on first take. It's like keep, keep them short and sweet, the messages, and, and we can get going. All right, here is the first one. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Mason from West Virginia. Uh, just a quick question. Um, if you could choose any console from any point in history and have that be your only console for the rest of your life, what would you choose? 
I would personally choose the Super Nintendo, but it's just because I'm super nostalgic for it. <laughs> we, got, we got this question before. We have, uh, and it, it, it always comes down to two for me. Um, PC Engine, because on any given day, if I say I want to play, I can just drop down and play a shooter on the PC Engine. It 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 it's endlessly entertaining to me. Um, or something like the Game Boy. Uh, I think I value having access to pick up and play video game experiences uh, more so than I do long video game experiences. I used to love longer game experiences when I was younger. These days, I don't. I don't find the time for them. Um, you know, if I want a story, I can read a book or watch a movie. But having that time waster that you know is good for five minutes or can keep me playing for an hour that's what i'd want to have access to in the pc engine and the game boy would provide those to me in spades it's always either the nes or the super uh, for me it's like what what draws me more than nostalgia for the games i'm <clears throat> familiar with in love or the probably the more complex games overall and on average better game like on the library like you're talking if you're forced to play only 700 games the rest of your life there's a lot of shitty nintendo games versus shitty super nintendo games like on average the super nintendo games are going to be better quality there's no there's no action 52 on the super nintendo there's, no you know, the, uh, there's only a couple of games that are below a, one star on, on the super nintendo a few versus many on on the nes so that's what it comes down to is like is you're looking at I think if you like platformers, uh, yeah. though, you're probably going to have more variety of decent ones on the Nintendo. If you wanted to play RPGs or something, though, I would certainly uh, say the Super Nintendo would make more sense. But like then, civilizations on the Super Nintendo, it's not on the NES. Like that's what I mean. Like it's, you're right, really but you've at, got a computer. You're not. It's uh, one uh, console. Okay. I looked at this as this is the only thing you can play ever again. That's how I looked at this question. You sure. can only play this. You can't play PC. That's how I looked at it. Fair enough. That's how I looked at it. Uh, next one here. Hey guys, John from Lloydminster, Canada. Hey John. We're still a ways away from the all-digital future, but more and more physical copies of games are useless without patches or updates. So I'm curious, are there any games you absolutely refuse to buy physically? And conversely, are there any games you still make sure to get the physical copy of? Uh, any, any Switch game I buy, if I can buy physical, I buy physical just as a habit, just, just in case I want to try to sell. It has some value versus none at all. That's just the way I am. Uh, obviously, in some far-flung future of, of the switch it'll be hard to play some of those games potentially uh but um in terms of a game that i would just buy digitally uh, i don't know if i ever got into like another games of service again I, it's stupid to buy a physical copy of destiny or okay, you yeah. know something like that um there's no games that i would refuse to buy physical on but i mean we've had this conversation a lot here as time goes on and more and more patches are released or as dlc gets released a year later you know than a game sometimes I, i'm finding less and it, it's harder and harder for me to be convinced that physical is the way because sure. so many physical copies are going to be just as useless or as broken or unpatched as digital copies broken game Hey, Pat and Ian. It's Patrick from Elgin, Illinois. Hey, Pat. My question is for both of you. I recall Ian telling a story about how he got the NES game Hudson Hawk, and I was curious if either of you have seen the movie and what your thoughts are. Love it or hate it, you can't deny its originality. By the way, Pat, my wife loved the cameo you made for her. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Pat. Um, I fucking love Hudson Hawk. <laughs> it's a, I haven't seen it all the way through, but it's a weird fucking movie. I fucking love it's that like movie. It's like the tone doesn't match what's happening. No, uh, the movie is absolutely It's like a hyper-violent comedy point. It's like really weird. Yeah. And yeah, there, no, it's, there's it's, a reason it bombed. 
Yes, but I saw that movie uh, much later on in life after I had already done lots and lots of time with the game. Um, and uh, I it, it was it was the setting for watching it was my friend's old apartment. It was probably like 2003 or 2004. Guarantee we were all high as hell watching it. Um, and I that was the only time I've seen it. But I will tell you, I had a blast watching that movie. And I would sit down and watch it again. I don't know if I'd like it as much as I did that time, but I absolutely adored it. The only thing about uh, about Hudson Hawk that I know about is because it was always rumored uh, that the arc Kate scene in the movie was was filmed at uh, at Bullcraft Amusement Park in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Mm. That, that's where I played Double Dragon. Was there was there a, uh, was there an arcade scene in the movie? Uh, it's been a while. Okay, that's what always told me they they filmed it there. So I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. I guess maybe they were filming in the area or New York was. Where, I don't know. They went to fucking Bullcraft on, on Route 22 in Scotch Plains. That's awesome. <laughs> they went to the wooden house that housed all the arcade machines. Okay, uh, maybe they could have gotten on an off day. It was like the winter. So we'll, we'll rent out the place for a day or two. Uh, next one here. Hey, Pat. Hey, Ian. This is Max calling from Edison, New Jersey again. Rush was mine and my dad's favorite band when I was growing up, so learning about the Rush pinball machine through Ian was a nice little sign for my dad, who would have turned 58 that week. Hmm. My question to you is, who are your favorite Canadian people? Thanks, guys. Kind of threw me off there. Okay, Rush. Rick Moranis. He's a strong one. Rush. Mark Messier. Mm. <laughs> Rick Moranis is like the first one that always comes Lord to mind. Say, for me. The, sa- the savior of the Rangers, the, like New York royalty. Uh, I recently say. found out someone. Uh, I, I found out recently that someone I, I I admire is Canadian, and now I can't remember who it is. The list grows. Alan Thick. You, you got to put Alan Thick up there. Yeah, I mean, oh, Keanu Reeves is Canadian. Really? Yeah. So here's a list of Canadians. Okay. Uh, Jim Carrey. There we, that's one famous one. Celine Dion. Ryan Gosling. Oh. Elliot Page. Keanu Reeves. Rachel McAdams. She's so pretty. She's going to be in Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, she is. She's uh, so pretty. She is. Uh, Sandra Oh. Okay. Uh, Drake. Michael Cena. Avril Lavigne. William Shatner. Oh, he's probably the one of the most famous. Yeah. I think that, I, I don't think that's who the I The only one that doesn't act like Canadian. He's very rude and acerbic. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the rest. Uh, Kim Cattrall, Pam Anderson, Mike Myers, Justin Bieber, Michael J. Fox, Kiefer Sutherland. I think that might have been the one that I was thinking of the I other day. I knew Mike Myers. I remember him taking shots at the U.S. a couple of times. Because I was just thinking about how great uh, Lost Boys is as a movie again. And... I haven't seen Lost Boys. That was one of the ones that WPIX would show for Shocktober. <laughs> what? Lost Boys, What the man? fuck was that, Ian? That was... That was uh... What? <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen allows more set. So anyways, there's lots of them. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is Canadian. That seems... He's, un- he's not a U.S. citizen? That seems unlikely. <laughs> he's a, are you serious? That's the what Rock? it says. That's what it says. You want to run for president. You got to be. You got to be a naturalized. Uh, you got to be a born citizen. No, it says he was born here in Hayward, yeah. California. Yeah, I was going to say what the fuck? No, that's wrong. Yeah, that is wrong. No. It's got to be. He's, he's the most anti-Canadian in terms of a citizenship. American Canadian. So he got. He was born here. It was grants you automatically. Then he got in Canada. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Anyway, all right. There you go. Good old Flex Cavana. Flex Cavana. Yeah, that's one of his old names. Hello, gentlemen. It's Daryl from Buffalo hey, again. Hi, Daryl. Pat Buffalo. and Ian. Yeah, what? I was wondering, if you guys were to open up a barcade, what pinball and arcade machines would you have in it? All right, guys. Have a good one. See you soon. I think we answered this as a full topic a while back. We get answer asked this uh, a lot, but I would absolutely have Centaur and Fathom in there. They're brother and sister to me. Uh, Rolling Thunder. It's got to be there. Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat. Centipede. 
Centipede. Centipede. Absolutely. Asteroids. A Tron. Yes. A uh, Tron pinball. Uh, oh. I mean, uh, I, the arcade game's oh, great, the game. but uh, the game's fine, but it's bad for a lefty. Oh, get used. Get over it. Eden. That's a great arcade game. It's a great arcade game. The, sp- the spinner, the combo spinner joystick thing. Not many games did that. That's a great control scheme with a trigger. That's beautiful. Look up our previous topic. Yeah, look up for, for a more in-depth <laughs> detail. It's like a, it's check like a, issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like the editor's notes in a Marvel comic. Mm-hmm. Check this crossover for this W reference. Hey, Pat and Ian, Alex from Wisconsin. Um, one question for the, each of you. Uh, Ian, have you ever played the first two Paper Mario RPGs? Uh, the first one on the N64 is probably, I'd still say, my favorite game ever. A lot of nostalgia tied to it. Pat, huh. what do you think of the direction the New York Mets are going in? Um, uh, here's the thing about the Mets. I'll get to you in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me know what you think about the Mets. The Mets is probably one of the hardest franchises to root for because you get your heart broken so many times. And up until the new ownership from the last couple of years, it's been a fucking clown show forever, the New York Mets. It's been like the least professional run organization besides like the New York Knicks, another one of my teams, and the New York Giants, another one of my teams. Like three main New York teams that I like that aren't run well. Um, so like last year, the Mets, oh, Frank, oh, Frank always tries to, to – Goad me into watching. Hey, Patrick, Mets are in first place by five games. Yeah, in like May, the season in baseball is a thousand months long. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you're in first place in July, in June, or even August. The Mets can collapse, or they usually do. This year, though, knock on wood, they look they're looking good. All right, your turn. Um, yes, I have played. Well, I have not played much of the first Paper Mario at all. I did play uh, most of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door when it was out, and I, I loved it. I, I loved it to death. I thought it was a fantastic game, very clever, uh, good writing, fun characters, and um, it bothers me that they will not return to that style. But they probably never will. Sure. All right, do like three or four more here. Hey, Pat. Ah. Hey, Ian. This is Will out of Chattanooga. Will. I have two questions. The first one's for Ian. Okay. Ian, if you were still working at Luna Video Games and no someone came in with an Intellivision Amico physical product for trade, what would your reaction be? And, Pat, yeah. when are we going to get some more Ask Frank videos? I really miss those. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the podcast. We did one. Uh, I think we did uh, one last one was like a couple years ago. We did like a... No, it was just an update. I think it was a Ask Frank, but the last one that we did was just literally like I went on Twitter. We just rolled them. I didn't do any editing, and it was fun. We just talked for like 25 minutes. I'll do another one this year. Um, I would actually probably offer them a very small amount of money um, and keep them for myself. I would love a set of Amico physical products as uh, a memory, um, but I am not going to give money to Tommy for them. So if I was at Luna and someone brought them in and they were in the box, I'd, I'd be like, I can give you a couple bucks for these each. And uh, I would I would gladly take so them. So I spent on mine, Ian? I don't <clears throat> spent on mine. <laughs> He's disgusted that I paid money for that. I thought some of them were given to you, too. Yes, I yeah. some give it to me and I bought the other ones. Oh, okay, gotcha. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Dave from Long Island again. Long Island. Um, I was wondering, since you're both, uh, you've both been living in San Diego for quite some time Hello. now, and you're in that weird intersection of game content meets general internet personalities and video and YouTube, um, have you ever um, 
had any interactions with the Mega 64 boys who are also from San Diego. Um, and if you're fans of them, do you have a favorite video? I'd love to know your thoughts on them. Thanks. Yeah. Um, comic. They always have a big, with a Comic-Con selling their wares and their, their t-shirts. So I, I would talk to them a little bit. It's funny because it's almost like, not the relationship changed, but like when I first knew about them, I wasn't doing much on YouTube. You know, and then like my career grew and we became more aware. They became probably more aware of, of us and our stuff. And then like I got to know, um, I always talk to Sean every year. They're super nice. Sean, yeah, Sean's nicest, really nice. Sean's the nicest guy in the world. You knew Mario, no Garrett. I talked to Garrett before. Uh, Rocco was always nice talking to him. Yeah, uh, Garrett's really nice. Rocco's really nice. Vonnie's friends with them. I've, I've met them a couple times, but mostly my interactions have been at like, uh, Comic Con and stuff. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I, it's not them. I don't really pay attention to, YouTube or video game videos or anything like that. Most of the people I'm friends with in this like scene, I'm friends with them because I've met them and like them, not because I know their content. So I don't really know the videos. Yeah, there's other obviously content creators in San Diego, but the always the only one I was aware of usually was, was Mega Six Four because they did their their um you know their 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 prank stuff. That I'll say this: I'm not a fan of the prank stuff in general. I'm not a fan of fucking with people in public. But I'm glad that more more nowadays they moved away into more sketch stuff and podcast stuff. I, yeah. It's it's funny, but I like I, even as like a kid, I, I, it's tough for me to watch. I get embarrassed. I get secondhand embarrassment. I just don't. I get secondhand uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just it's just. I realize funny. that's the point, but like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they've done videos. I think at like the swap meets around here, like near Ocean Beach, they've done videos and you know, things like that. One video there's that I have been meaning to watch is they recently did, uh, and it looks really fun. Um, they did like a live action recreation of the Evangelion story, like hyper truncated with oh, really? like, costumes and everything for the robots. And that, shit. Okay, that's yeah, see, that's I, cool. That, stuff. I, that I want to. I, I would like to see that. No, yeah, they're always nice fellows. We I say hi to them every year. I don't think I ever said hi to him while I was with you. Me and Ian, we hang, we hang out with each other like maybe one day out of Comic Con a year. Sure, we, we almost had like a, a you know a ob- job obligation. We gotta do yeah. that. Usually with Frank Cifaldi. we will do that. Okay, you want to just go to go to yeah? Go let's, to check let's check in. Let's check in. Let's check in with someone maybe. And now for something completely different. Hello there. This is John speaking on behalf of Mr. Thomas Tallarico Esquire has commissioned me to bring you a public service announcement from Intellivision. Oh yes, I recall seeing that in the shops many years ago. (laughs) Although, I do seem to remember it being spelled differently. Hmm. Anyway, um, please don't listen to Pat and Ian, whoever they are, because they are dingerlings. All those who've requested refunds for the Amico can expect a reply as soon as 30 days. And all those who wish to invest or donate to Intellivision can expect a reply within 30 nanoseconds. <laughs> Pre-orders made within the next 24 hours will include a premium... He's yelling this one. Premium! <laughs> um, Finnegan Fox Pez Dispenser. Isn't that nice? I want to pass this. Oh, thank you, John, for (laughs) checking in on that PSA. (laughs) That was nice. Uh, That's a a, a fucking great John Cleese. Yes, that is. That that is excellent. Good, (laughs) excellent John Cleese. There, or it was a real John Cleese, probably. We don't know. Yeah, it was probably the real one. Well, that was funny. That was a fun time. It was. It was good. We had a we had a a ball. Oh, I'm gonna go home and eat my leftover burrito. Oh, I got half of a. Half of a breakfast one from a couple, couple days ago. It keeps, as Frank would say, they keep. I got half a bean rice and cheese. I'm so excited. 
I love my new things getting the super tostadas, the ones that have like the guacamole and sour cream on with the meat. And, like it's like two meals. Those things are like with tostadas. Does it great. stay crispy though? No. That's why I need to get an air fryer. That's right. I don't have the air fried sour cream. Probably not good. Probably got to scoop it up before. Yeah, I would, you know, say, I would do that. Fr- get rid of that first. I, I almost bought an air fryer last week. I went. There's like a 70 of them on Amazon, and I got to one. I almost clicked it. It was like, I was like, now what's holding me back? I got to get the perfect one. But I got one that's kind of picked out. There. All right. Well, this is fun. We'll see you later, everyone. Bye bye.